Hello, welcome to another Cheap Shot Wrestling podcast. I'm Matt Bass. I'm Ben Balls. And this is the number 16? 16. Number 16. Episode 16, 16 of the podcast. I think I said it was 17 last week. Yeah. Have we made it? <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we made it now. Well, I can't get the numbers right. No. Um, there's been a lot happening. Uh, it's been about over a week since the Royal Rumble. Yeah, we, yeah. We didn't manage to get to doing it last week, but that's fine. We've still got a lot to talk about anyway. <laughs> still lots and happened. Not that much happened on Raw and SmackDown this week that can really change it. We just know who's in the Elimination Chamber now. Yeah, you've um, had the, we've had qualifying matches now, so we know yeah. who's going to be around for it. Also, um, anyway, we're recording this on Wednesday. You tend to leave it a bit before watching Raw and SmackDown if you actually watch them. I've watched um, I've watched highlights. Did you watch both. Raw this week? I've watched highlights of Raw. Did you see the bit with Kurt Angle in the ring? No. Right, so Kurt Angle was <laughs> in the ring and he announced who was going to be in the women's Elimination Chamber match. Okay. Um, first point, he forgot it was called the Elimination Chamber. Like, you know how like... How did he forget that? Well, because he said, you know, I'm here to announce who's the who's going to be in the first ever women's... And then he just pauses. Oh, and then people are like no. yelling, Elimination Chamber at him. And he sort of looks around and then he goes... Elimination Chamber, <laughs> yeah, get there in the end. This kind of thing, and you go. Part of it, I think, was in his mind. He was still in the mind of first ever Royal women's Rumble. Royal Rumble. Yeah, and he thought that and knew just before he said Royal Rumble, they went, "Shit, it's not the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Shit, what it's called? What's it called?" You could see the the cogs turning. Like, oh, what the no. hell is it called? And it was like one of those kind of brain farts. You know, he was just like, "Oh, what is that?" So that was crazy. But then Alexa Bliss comes out yeah. and makes a point which I think she's a heel. So she makes this point. And then mm. you kind of go, well, it didn't quite work. She comes out and accuses him of being sexist. Hey. Because what? she has to defend her title. But Brock Lesnar just goes straight to WrestleMania and then the men's elimination chamber is the number one contenders. She says, oh. how come he gets to just go straight to WrestleMania and I have to defend my title? Aren't we equals? Aren't you supposed to make me and Brock Lesnar equals? The men's and the women's champion are equals? You're a sexist. And, and it's just this look of, how does Kurt Angle get out of this one? So he goes, well, <laughs> let's ask the audience audience do you want alexa bliss to, <laughs> to defend her title and everyone goes yes oh, yes yes okay she's the heel and she's got to be like mm, i don't want to defend my title i thought i thought you were going to say he fielded the question to the audience of <laughs> do you think i'm sexist, do you think I'm sexist? <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't quite that and then bad. he starts sweating profusely <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't quite that bad but it was the thing is like it was just an awkward thing and you kind of go yeah she has a point doesn't she that is but a little then weird at the same time you go Ah, but Brock Lesnar is the exception. Mm. He's an exception to the rule. Just like Ronda Rousey probably is as well in that same way. And we all get to her. Yes. But, you know, they're an exception. So um, Brock Lesnar is the biggest exception. But it was just a bit of an awkward segment, has to be said. That's quite tough. No wonder it wasn't in the highlights, I guess. Yeah, they're not going to really go over that one again. Because that's awkward. I wouldn't want to see Kurt Angle basically forget what the... It's like his brain isn't okay right now. (laughs) Like he keeps doing. Well, it's happening more often, and you like obviously they're worried about Daniel Bryan's yeah. brain. But I mean, give Kurt Angle a scan if he's mm. forgetting the Elimination Chamber. But to be fair, mm. I say that I almost slipped up just saying it. Then I yeah. almost wanted to say Royal Rumble. Shame at Man had a dig at Daniel Bryan on SmackDown this week about him not being a wrestler anymore. That was. Probably I, I quite, don't. How the, do you think that storyline's going? Because they keep on doing. Oh, it. this teasing of Shane versus Daniel. Yeah. I, how are they going to do it? Are they going to do a thing where it's like they're managing one person? 
and those people go up against each other and the winner gets complete control of SmackDown or something like that. Are oh, like do that? Like a WrestleMania 2000 when like, like Shane that. had Big Show, Vince yeah. had The Rock and all this kind of stuff. Are they going to do a thing where it's like, I don't know, Bobby Lashley because he's signed with WWE again, aren't he? Um, we think. We think. We think. There's... Okay, let's take two people who are actually on the card. Let's say AJ Styles and Sami Zayn, right? Yeah. So let's say that, is it going to be like Daniel Bryan is re- is represented by Sami Zayn and mm. AJ Styles is represented, you know, Cause we, well, like... Shane McMahon. And it's going to be a kind of thing where Shane versus Daniel via these two other people. Yeah, by proxy. Yeah. Because we know that it's not going to end in the ring. Yeah, we can't like the have... Trump hair versus hair thing. And it, that was Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley versus Umaga. And Bobby Lashley was And it was like was Bobby Trump's Lashley guy. was representing Trump, which is, yeah, ironic. Ironic now. <laughs> well, to be uh, fair, either wrestler being with Trump would have been incredibly ironic. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I um, bet Bobby Lashley's not proud of that moment now. Probably not. Well, maybe he is. Maybe he's just a real big Trump supporter. You never know. Actually, that's true. I can't assume that he's not. He yeah. might be. You never know. Weird moment, though. But anyway, anyway yeah, before I get on a tangent... We yeah, How we know is it, that storyline going to end? We know it's not going to end in the ring. We can't... Well, I don't want to be like, oh, but maybe that's what they're trying to get me to think. Mm. But I know that. They're not going to let Daniel Bryan wrestle just for the sake of a funny, like a good end to the story, yeah. and a fun end. Yeah. Because they know that obviously they don't want to take that risk, especially with matches with Shane, where he's going to... One, like, granted he's had some great matches, but he's an inexperienced wrestler, mm. loves doing high-risk, very spotty moves, like he just jumps off a giant hill in a cell... Does the elbow, but then obviously misses. Yeah. But Sami Zayn has mentioned in previous uh, sort of things when he's been interviewed about that match when he pulled Kevin Owens off the table. Mm. He was within like a hair's breadth of Shane McMahon's <laughs> arm or something. Or his elbow. Yeah, something like, like that, yeah. Basically, one of them could have been killed. Mm. And I don't think they're going to do something like that. They can't They can't be that risky with Daniel Bryan, no. even just for one match. No, they're not going to do anything like that, even no. if he gets cleared, because his main problem is apparently not. Vince, it's not um, Triple H. The problem with Daniel Bryan not getting back in the ring is the board of directors. It's it's people investors. It's and... investors. It's people higher up. People on the on like the the board of directors who yeah. don't know necessarily about Daniel Bryan's situation. Don't really care about Daniel Bryan's situation. They just look at it as a straight up that guy's had concussions. Um, we don't want to see that. So in we our don't. Ring. We don't want to risk it. It's too yeah. Much of a, you know what happens if. He, we put him in the ring and then he gets injured again and he could sue us. Yeah. and Because if he gets permanently paralyzed, he could say, yeah, you knew how much I wanted to be in the ring, but it was your responsibility to tell me no. You should have listened. You should have, you should have done what was right, not just what, you know, what I, I wanted. wanted. What I want is not always necessarily best for me. It'd you be really... should have made that executive decision and they're making that executive decision. Yeah. Which means at the end of the day, be like, oh, I also want to see Daniel Bryan in. Some doctors have 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 you know cleared it. It's like, yeah, but everyone gets cleared. You know, people get mm. cleared. I'm sure you know. Chris Benoit was cleared. They're not going like, to look what happened there. Like, well, like <laughs> they they well they break rules with their TV show, but they can't. I feel break medical rules. No, for like, the sake of a television like show. Edge was cleared. And came back and had a longer, a longer career, but then eventually had to stop because of his neck injury. He now has spinal stenosis. Yeah, he still has pain in his neck and stuff. And it's like permanent. Austin has the same thing. Yeah, you know, and it looks like Jason Jordan might have the same thing. I'm really worried about Jason Jordan, but again, yeah. we'll get to him in a minute. Yeah. And um, he's something I want to talk about. But, but I think I, I think that's the only way they can end the Shane 
Daniel Bryan thing just because I, yeah. I don't really see how they could do it where they're you, actually in the ring because that's not going to happen. Like you said, it'll be by proxy. It'll be by proxy. They'll just yeah. basically say... They'll partner you know, up his, with someone. His, or it'll be like Shane McMahon versus someone representing Daniel Bryan. Oh, a little insulting, it'll be something it? like that. It'll be like... Yeah, be like yeah. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon, and Kevin Owens is representing Daniel Bryan. Oh, and then they'll probably replay that, some that, of the spots that Kevin did with Owen with Vince. Sorry, where like he'll headbutt Shane. Yeah, there'll be he'll, those things. He'll and bust it, him open the I hard think way. And... It's all building to a Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon feud, I think. And then Maybe. the only way they can end, they can either end the Daniel Bryan stuff by just having Daniel Bryan act like a normal person. Yeah, I guess, or just act in accordance with Shane and just get on with him. You know, they could just end it quietly by just having them start to get on again, you know? and um, it, it would just, like, it just fizzles out fizzles and then everything's out. back to normal. And it was just a thing they were going through and it was just, it was just Daniel Bryan feeling <laughs> as though Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were getting a bit shafted a little bit and he just felt like he wanted to be but, but then they screwed it up for themselves and he just went back to Shane. Yeah. They, I mean, they had a match against each other on SmackDown, didn't they? Who's Kevin Sam- Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. I put on Twitter, you'll probably, if you go onto our Twitter, at CSWPod, give us a follow there. On Twitter, I put, just because I was watching it live, just mm. before that match started, they were coming to the ring, they went to an ad break. Yeah. Put a tweet, which was, could we see this for Sami versus... Owens yeah. and I put a gif of the finger poke of doom oh, because I was thinking if there was ever a moment for them to do that that's then it isn't was it? then because it'd be that thing where they go hey you know they were all the kind of commentators were saying stuff like oh but they're good friends this is the friendship over and then mm. Corey Graves going you can have a fight with a friend and not you know have yeah. a friendship they like it's happened have, in the past it's going to be a great athletic fight they're going to test each other but they're good friends still and this is going to be fine and i was just thinking they're building this up and at one point they said this is going to be a legitimate clean wrestling match it's going to be like something it was something like that kind of words the effect of yeah. that and i was like they're building this up to be something really clean and really good technical wrestling i i'm just sat thinking this is me- going to go like completely opposite way. They're going to make this the least yeah. legitimate clean match, right? This is going to be Sami Zayn stands there and does a Jeff Jarrett and just lies down on the ground. Or he's going to be poked by Hulk Hogan, mm. <laughs> a.k.a. Kevin <laughs> Owens, and be knocked to the ground and get pinned. And it's going to be something like that. They're going to really screw with the audience because then that would give... It would give Shane McMahon a legitimate reason to be pissed off at them because really at this point yeah it feels a little bit like there isn't really it seems like yeah kevin owens headbutted vince mm. so they had the hell in a cell but then Sami Zayn helped kevin owens yeah it's a no disqualifications match it's a hell in a cell it can happen but shane took this personally and then when they screwed up the survivor series team oh match, yeah um he's like hey he you know he lost this for smackdown lost this for team blue and people are a bit like yeah but i watch raw as well so i'm not really team blue myself (laughs) i'm team wwe i'm not team raw team smackdown you know um so his whole thing is he was you know he was sort of treasonous against smackdown in a way it's like (laughs) he was fighting against smackdown what's he doing he he betrayed us and then you go yeah I mean, get over it. It was Survivor Series. It was like four months ago. It was a really long time ago now. At this point, it's just Shane McMahon just not liking them. 
that's basically the yeah, feud. It's, it, they, it, he doesn't like them, but this would give him a legitimate reason to hate him. It would give the fans a legitimate reason to hate Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, and it would um, it get people all on the right side. It would. At the moment, you'd hope too it would people liking Kevin Owens. Basically, is my yeah, point. You would hope it would balance the the sort of the tide feud. of it. Yeah, if that's it. Way of saying it. it would just be a case of. I see. I mean, I'm Shane justifying using the finger poke of doom. That's how bad of a feud that is. That I'm going. They need the finger poke of doom to save that. It would just be good. <laughs> or even if it was just like Sami Zayn, like they're both in the ring, both getting like they're both sort of squaring each other up. But then as Sami Zayn sort of, he'll just go to the side of the wrist and be like, "What was that?" and just sort of turn around really stupidly mm. and be like, "What was that?" and just like, "Sorry, huh?" and just looking confused, like someone said something in the crowd he doesn't like. Yeah. Kevin Owens rolls him up, and then Sami Zayn sort of feigns like, "Oh no!" Oh, oh no, I can't. Yeah. Oh, I got pinned. Oh, I can't get out of the pin. I'm struggling. And no, then I'm still like, down on the ground. Oh no. And then like next week, it's basically just him trying to say, "No, seriously, I got rolled yeah. up. I I messed up. I yeah. could have. I could had a chance there, and I lost it." And it's just him playing. And then obviously, it just then it gives. Shane a reason to hate them and it grows because mm. he's realizing they're just having him on. They're yeah. just they're just misbehaving like school kids. Yeah, uh, but they but they're getting away with it and then mm. it pisses Shane off even more. But Daniel Bryan's not seeing it and just saying like, look, they you said they want they were going to yeah. have a match. They had a match. There it is. Although the only thing the only problem I have with the whole thing with him and Sami Zayn mm. is it's just a rehash of the stuff he did with Jericho. Oh, what Kevin Owens? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's exactly the same. It was that, it? but it's like with this. Obviously, it's okay. The one thing they're sort of pushing with this is, oh, they, these guys have known each other for decades. They've known each other for years, yeah. and it's a friendship they've had for ages. But it is, it is basically being Kevin Owens is the main guy, and then he's got someone there, he's the serious who's, guy, and then and there's he has the, the, the but, joke guy making lists. Well, no, or no, he's got, skanking in the corner. <laughs> he's he's got the guy that is like his best friend and idealizes him. Yeah. Well, he does show the same affections a little bit, but it's more about Sami Zayn pushing Kevin Owens as the champion. Yeah. And then Sami Zayn sort of being the secondary. Uh, yeah. So, Like you said, like with Jericho. Because the thing is, it's like how they had, like, they wanted, to, that Royal Rumble, they had a two-on-one handicap match. Yeah. They said that if they won, they would both be It would be co-champions. It would be co-WWE champions. Like, we are the WWE champion, right? And that's what Jericho did. When when Owens was universal champion, Jericho was going around saying, we're the universal champion. Yeah. We together are the universal champion sort of thing, even though it was actually Owens. But they you know, they claimed it as a unit kind of thing. Yes. And um, it was the same thing. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd we're like kind to... of going off topic a little bit, but I think, yeah, I don't know how they're going to end this stuff with, 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 um, with Shane and Daniel. I think they should just end it. Well, just fizzle it out. Yeah, just fizzle out and then... Unless, unless, the is, unless they have got something that would be quite interesting about it. But I honestly don't think there is much really to go with it unless no. Daniel Bryan gets back in the ring. Yeah, which is not going to happen. And, and, and is, if he does get back in the ring, I don't want him going against Kevin Owens. No. I don't want him to go up against Sami Zayn or Shane McMahon. I want him to go up against The Miz. We all know that. Everyone <laughs> wants that. That would be great. <laughs> but it's one of those things that... It's yeah. If they're not, if they're not do, if they're not doing that, and that's not the plan, don't mm. tease that. Yeah, because the fans are going to want that. More than more importantly, Daniel's going to want that, mm. and you don't really want him. You're just pushing him away further. Yeah. If if you do a storyline where you're teasing putting him back in the ring and it never happens, then he's probably more likely going to be like, "Well, my contract's up in when's his contract up? It's pretty soon, I think." Uh, yeah, some point end so, of the year, like October or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, so it's like he could easily just be like, "Well, you know what? I can wrestle elsewhere." But then <laughs> I just worry that maybe he'll wrestle somewhere else, get hurt, and then be like, well, 
hindsight's twenty twenty. Probably yeah. it probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, but hey, but uh, we're gonna move on now because mm-hmm. uh, we went on about that for quite a while. It was uh, important. No, it's good. Yeah. We, we, we had a lot to talk about with that, just as a kind of you know a fantasy booking type way but pretty there's much some, yeah there's um three big things that we want to talk about mm. on this episode um the first is the royal rumble second is ronda rousey oh yeah yeah yeah. um and then finally the the thing will i think we'll end with this we'll be talking about the return of the xfl <laughs> Oh yeah, that needs so, to be touched But on. first, we'll go back a week. We've been talking a bit about Raw and SmackDown for this week, but we'll go back uh, eight days or ten days or whatever it is now mm-hmm. um, to the Royal Rumble. Um, firstly, before the Royal Rumble, Takeover, just as an honourable mention, oh yeah, uh, was a brilliant show, start to finish. Great show. Um, I I had no real big points to point out of it. Obviously, uh, Gargano and Cien Amos had the match of the year. Yeah, that's the match of the year. And match of the year. It was fucking January. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, what can beat that in the next 11 months? <laughs> it was the first WWE match to give them five stars since 2011. It wasn't even on the main show. It wasn't even on the main show. But, but it, it was, was the, an incredible match. It and, was amazing. Um, and it, like we talked about a little while back, we talked about Cien Amos. Mm. And we were like, this Didn't guy's quite... actually producing some good matches. Like we watched it and went, this guy can actually really go. And like we Look. were going, this guy's quite good. And now it's like, uh, no, he's like five star quality match. He's proved himself guy. to be the top guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the top guy of NXT. Um, I didn't believe it when it I first don't know happened. about that though. Well, actually, no, necessarily whether he's the top guy because he hasn't been tested to be the top guy. He had one incredible match with Johnny Gargano. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean he's the best guy there. Like I want to see him against Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole's good, which but... I think could happen going into Takeover for wherever Wrestlemania is all I'm saying is I think Cien Almas deserves that title oh no he does that's what I mean by top guy oh, he does yeah he, he deserves that championship deserves it but I think mm. it would be good to see um, I think what will probably end up happening for Wrestlemania might be a multi-man match for the NXT title do you think yeah because so there's him, too Gargano, many it's funny because there's too many people who are like doing important stuff or too, too many people in the main event scene oh, for no. them not to do some sort of big matchup because it's WrestleMania weekend. But you can have Gargano versus Champa. You can have Gargano versus Champa, which that is going to happen at some point regardless. Yeah. Um, Although Champa's not 100%, no, so maybe not. not. Yeah, so maybe that's not. that's the thing. Um, and then you've got Cien Almas, you've got Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream. Oh. I'd love to see Velveteen Dream going against um, uh, Cien Almas. That would be amazing. Just quickly as well, because we're talking about TakeOver real briefly. Um, Velveteen Dream versus Cassius Ono could have been so much better if Velveteen Dream had someone else yeah. to go if, against. If Cassius Ono could wrestle, that would no, be good. No, no, don't go that far. <laughs> Cassius Ono can wrestle. Just because he was friends with CM Punk back in the day is no, too many years. They had, they had fat and old now. No, they had like hour-long Iron Man matches. They were good. No, they were. Yeah, good. they were good. They were good. No, but it's, it's Cassius, Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono is not a good wrestler anymore. If you'd all you'd seen of Cassius Ono was what he'd done now... You would think, why is WWE signed this guy? I don't know. I think he's a good wrestler now. I think it's the wrong opponent. He's going up against the wrong people. Maybe. He's being billed as this guy that can go toe-to-toe with someone like the Velveteen Dream, who's young and really athletic. And he's <laughs> yeah. a high flyer as he's well. He's super athletic. Cassius Ono is one of those wrestlers that you go, oh, okay, I'm surprised he can do so much. And you go, but I don't... I, when I see the Velveteen Dream do a giant elbow drop off the top rope, it doesn't <laughs> shock me. It's not surprising. No. It's amazing. It looks great. But I'm not surprised. But everything with Cassius Ono seems to be—he's very agile for a big guy. And I'm like, yeah. 
Well, yeah. and these, and he made some clunking errors. Like, yeah, he did. Tried to jump on the Velveteen Dream's shoulders, but put too much weight on one side, so they tipped. Yeah. And it was like, that was, was meant to be the Velveteen Dream's Death Valley driver. Yeah, it was. But it, he, they just sort of fell on their side. <laughs> and then they had to do that spot again where yeah. Velveteen Dream did his Death Valley driver. Yeah. And it, yeah, little things like that. But I, I, like, I don't agree with you. I, I think he is a good wrestler, but I agree with you because that match was bad. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't seen a match with um, Cassius Ono since he's been back in NXT where I've gone, that was a great match. Really, oh, that was yeah, really no, he's not match. had like... He's not had a good match since being back. And well, that's not to say he can't have a good match. I just haven't seen it yet. Um, well, these I personally don't, not a huge fan of his, but I can I can, to a test, say that yes, he is good at what he does. But I mean, at the moment, and especially where he is in NXT, he's not in the main roster. Like not the main roster. He's not in the main event scene. Yeah, he's mid carding. He's pushing these younger talents, but he's doing a bad job at it. That's yeah. what's annoying me the most about yeah. it. Like he he'd be really good at that. And I think to be fair, at least Dolph Ziggler was good at pushing well, <laughs> younger talents yeah, up the card. There you go. <laughs> Ahead of him. At some point, I imagine Cassie Sonia will move into like training team and things like that. He'd be a great asset to have in the training team. Yeah. But yeah, as a wrestler, I'm just, I, I, I do agree with you. I'm not sold. He's had some great matches and you're very <laughs> right. Had some had great matches. Some great. Chris Hero was brilliant. Chris Hero was great. <laughs> Cassius Ono maybe not so good. <laughs> Cassius Ono actually hasn't been that great anyway. I mean, he was. I mean, actually, he had yes, some... that's a better way of putting it. Chris Hero was great. Chris Hero's great. Cassius Ono oh, isn't very good. <laughs> not very good. Um, Cassius Ono has a weird dress sense. Oh, I don't understand the basketball jersey and and the the trunks, the short trunks. Oh. That's a guy who should be wearing trousers if I've ever seen it. Oh, in the ring. people want Chris Jericho to wear tights, but. Maybe Cassius Ono should be pushed. Yeah, but Jericho, people want him to wear tights, but he's a heel, so he'll just do <laughs> the opposite of what you want. Whereas Cassius Ono is supposed to be a good guy. Yeah, I know. We'll Let's get wear what we feel comfortable watching you. <laughs> we can't objectify the man. If he's comfortable, he's comfortable. <laughs> Fair play to stop fat shaming Chris Hero. Fucking hell. But I know I agree. That, yes, good but, match. So but that Velveteen... was the only kind of drop yep. from that whole show. I thought. Oh, yeah. Adam Cole versus Alistair Black was great. Brilliant. It was one of the best like kind of hardcore-y kind of matches I've seen for a long time. Good spots in it. Um, the table spot was really good. bloody spot where they put the two chairs back to back on each other. Oh. And then Adam Gold's thrown on top of it and it's like a dagger through his spine. That was I'm horrific. Sure, I'm sure there were people with like spinal injuries looking at that and going, what the hell are you doing? You can see in the slow-mo replay his spine jar. Yeah. And I was like, how have they allowed that to be a thing? Yeah. I'm pretty sure someone like Edge or wrestlers like that squirmed when they saw yeah, something like I'm that. I'm sure they did. That's but, a horrible injury to come. I mean, I'm I'm sort of of the view now where I'm thinking the suicide dive should be banned. It seems like you, it doesn't Oh, going look, head first. The suicide dive rarely looks good when it's done. It's Most a shove. of the time it looks like they sort of jump onto them and they sort of clothesline them a bit or, or it's just a shove. Of, it's, it's just a shove, shove now. Yeah. And it doesn't look very good. Um but then it's either it doesn't look very good or it Break someone's neck. Yeah, you hang. Sasha Banks does it and then gets it reversed and she lands on the back of her neck. And you're like, that's not good for you. Stop doing that. Yeah. It doesn't look good. Even when you connected that, it'd have looked rubbish. So why are you doing it? You're either doing a move connecting and it not looking good or you're just permanently injuring yourself. Yeah, they catch their feet on the ropes and they just go like a pin all the Downed, way down yeah. head first. 
it's, and it just I, they need to stop doing that movie. It's not so much banning it, but it's just not doing it. Just see it less. Just I don't. See it less. Everyone seems to do it now as well. Uh, that's everyone's the doing problem. it. It's, like I said, it's because it's a shove. Yeah, that's what makes it safe in a way. Because they it just looks, it looks flippy. It looks well, it looks crap now. Yeah. But it's like, supposed but, to look flippy. But like the spot, like sorry, back to the it's supposed to look flippy. It's no these, flips, just fists. It's a way of being a high flyer <laughs> without flying high. It's just like I'm going through the yeah. middle rope and I'm sort of diving slightly. Yeah. So the only like, person who's yeah. been able to do it and it looked legitimately good was, well, who was a who was not a cruiserweight was uh, the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, no, but even his I don't like. I don't like that he goes over the Undertaker top rope. Undertaker used to do it a, a, a lot better than he later did it. He's top um, heavy now. He just tips. Yeah. When he was younger, <laughs> about 10, 15 years ago, he did it. That was glorious. It was fine. You know, he, he just glides off the ropes the and glide this giant 350 pound man would glide through the air and now take he, someone out from now the side. Now he sort of just topples just slightly over the ropes and then just pins and just tips and goes like a 45 degree angle <laughs> downwards uh, it's like a crashing plane yeah and is. then when he nearly killed that cameraman or the cameraman <laughs> nearly killed him depending yeah. on your story but um, but like the, the thing is back to the match the alistair black adam yeah, Cole match they yeah we'll come back we always go on tangents right let's mm. go back to that match that right? was fantastic that right? was a, a thing is that was an incredible match and my honest opinion going into the final match mm. was <sighs> top that christ yeah that was great i watched that previous match and went adam cole asked black they really brought it um it's like try and got a, a showing from sanity came out at one point and the other undisputed era guys oh came out. yeah that was and good. so that was cool when they had all that stuff and there was loads of weapons there was tables there was ladders of chairs everything right mm. and you go that was great top that that can't be topped and then i saw it was like cn armas and gargano and i was like yeah, it'll be I a was good technical match, but I wasn't really looking forward to it when I saw it there on the paper, and I was like, "I've got it." Anyone and they who started says... and they did that match, and I was like, "That no, was completely wrong." I was completely wrong. Yeah, that was incredible. Anyone, That's incredible. Anyone who says now they knew it was going to be a, like a fantastic match, going at the lying. They... No one thought that was going to be a good match. No one thought they... that was going to be a five star match. No. no one thought it was going to be the spectacle that it was. Yeah, and yeah, and I'll admit, after the Alistair Black Adam Cole match, I was quite lethargic. I was a bit like. Mm. It's been a bit long. Like this has got to the main event right now, and I was just like, okay, right. Hopefully this is good. <laughs> I ended up sitting there, and it's the it's the first five minutes that get you. Yeah. And I was captivated from the first five minutes, and I didn't look away once. Mm. And it, it was just from start to finish great, and it it really told a story from beginning to end. Even after the bell, mm. Gargano's up the ramp, and he yeah. gets hit with by, hit with the crutch by Champa. Yeah. And Champa's got a new T-shirt, which I kind of want. Yeah, and Candice LeRae got her Candice LeRae? That was great. That was she, good. Where she took, <laughs> she chased after Zelina Vega. Yeah. That was great. Oh, yeah. Um, and the thing is, it and was... there were so many false finishes. There were so many, like, Unbelievable. this is it. Come on, yeah. one, two, three. Oh, no. Once again, it was like two and point nine. you know. <laughs> like, believable false finishes as well, where I legit thought, right, okay, it's over. It's so over. That's absolutely it. That's no, it's it. not. That's over. No, it's not. It's okay. going to keep going. Let's <laughs> keep going. And and you're kind of thinking, oh, it has to be Gargano. Gargano has to win this. And then you're like, no, he still doesn't. I'm glad he didn't now. Yeah, no. After watching the match, I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. It's, a, it's one of the cases where WWE say, oh, not yet. It was actually quite a good decision. It makes me look. It makes that NXT title look mm. really attractive now to anyone. Yeah. It's like if if Gargano can go, uh, how long did they go for? It was about half an hour? Half an hour. Something 20 minutes. Half, half an, an hour. hour. And it's like, to go for half an hour, and like the way they did, they were at each other non-stop. There was no, I couldn't really pick out any respites during the match. No. There was no stoppages or, they just kept going. 
and going and going and going. And then it just eventually came to an end. Yeah. And then obviously the it's the double knees to the ring post with Gargano. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, this title's this title means something to both of these oh, two. Oh no, it does. And yeah. that's what's good. It does mean something and it Yeah. I feel like it's something that everyone wants everyone's gonna want to go for. The other person I forgot to mention who could go to WrestleMania if they're ready is mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. Oh yeah, he's Drew McIntyre's someone else who wanna go back for the title. He's not healthy yet, is he? But he's I don't think don't know whether he's healthy or not yet, I'm not sure. He'd but be ready. If he is ready, then he'll want to go for the title. I feel like that's why they took the title off him so quickly, because yeah. they knew that they'd had... So they, he, Obviously, he'd done his excursion to the Indies and come back, and they'd mm. gone, he really was that good. Yeah. So maybe just take him out of NXT now. Yeah. Because they have like they have a plethora of people, like you were saying, in the main event, uh, main event picture. Yeah. That taking Drew McIntyre out of that doesn't really hinder them. No. They've got Adam Cole. They've got Alistair Black. They've got Velveteen Dream and they've got backups. They've got yeah. people and Tommaso Champ is coming back. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I could I could happily see McIntyre at WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, at the WrestleMania weekend takeover or whatever, yeah. Just something. Yeah. Yeah. Just something. And the thing is, he'll put he'll go to the main mm. roster after Mania. Yeah. No, oh yeah, probably. The mm. thing is, it's not like it's even a thing. With other people, you go, Oh, are they ready to go to the main roster yet? And I and you go it's Drew McIntyre. He was in the main roster. He was 3MB. He was yeah. he was the chosen one from Vince McMahon. He was like, in a Cottonell champion. He's someone who actually has a legitimate career on the main roster. He went back to NXT because he'd been on the indies. Yeah. And he'd come from the indies and it was kind of like a, let's just test the waters with a WWE audience to see how well Drew McIntyre's received when he comes back. Yeah. Um, a bit like EC3. Um, <laughs> well, it's like, if he was ready then, he's definitely ready now. Yeah. Like, he's certainly ready now. He's yeah. main event and picture now. so he now. could go back and easily go into a feud with Bobby Roode over the United States Championship. That I would love um, to see. Or he could go into a feud with the Miz for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I um, think eventually pushing him up to, pushing him up to top main, title, but not yet. Yeah, main top, mm. top title. When someone legitimate is the Universal Champion, maybe we can have him go up against them. I imagine these. Of imagine... which I don't think Brock Lesnar is a legitimate Universal Champion. No, only because, I don't see he's not my champion. He, he's not my champion. <laughs> not my champion. Not my Universal Champion. Um, <laughs> no, because of the fact that he's barely there. You can't have a guy who's your world champion and be barely mm. on the show. I want Roman Reigns to go to WrestleMania and beat Brock Lesnar. That's what? how... Badly, I don't want Brock Lesnar as being champion at all. I want Roman. I want the big dog at least going he's there. there and beating him because yeah. it's like at least Roman's on the show every week. We could have these. Um, this could at lead least up to Roman proves why he's the best. Brock just comes in and has Paul Heyman yelling for a bit and then does some suplexes and pins you. Look, we keep saying it as well. If Lesnar didn't have Paul Heyman, he wouldn't be a third of what he is already. Yeah, no, exactly. He needs that mouthpiece. He does, but. If so, going back to Drew McIntyre, if you were to see him go up, would you see going to Raw? Yeah, I, yeah, not SmackDown. You'd no, see him going to Raw. He'd be going to Raw because I, I, as much as I would like to see, it'd be a cool match with him, Bobby Roode. I, I, SmackDown. SmackDown's only a two-hour show, so it doesn't have as much stuff. Mm. Raw struggles with having um, good guys. Yes, who are big guys. So they've got Braun. You don't really act like a good guy. He's the anti-hero. It's just still, people like he? him because he's brawn. He keeps having these moments as he well. He has these moments where you go, oh, that's funny. You tips know? an ambulance over. Tips, tips an ambulance tips over. Tips a truck over. He tipped the announce table stage 
or over oh, with the yeah. announce table still on it, pulled the stage up and pulled it and pushed it over Kane and basically killed Kane. Kane was Pretty taken, much. taken to a local hospital where he, quote, crawled out of the hospital and hasn't been seen since. That is a direct quote from Michael Cole. No man wearing a mask and wrestling gear has ever crawled out of a hospital with no one noticing. Crawling out of the hospital is the important bit. And then not being seen since. Like everyone just went, there's there's a man, there's a seven foot man who's running for mayor. Yeah, that's the thing I was about to say. Isn't that Glenn Jacobs? (laughs) That's that's mayoral candidate Glenn Jacobs dressed as Kane. (laughs) Jacobs for mayor. Jacobs for mayor. Just bleeding. You go, Kane. (laughs) You crawl out of here. (laughs) Just like him on the floor very slowly and then you just hear the bong bong of the doors (laughs) and him just still crawling. (laughs) Crawling out as someone gets rolled in on a machine. He's just, Um, he's halfway down the city. Could have got a taxi. Anyway. Crawling. (laughs) So, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I could see uh, Drew McIntyre going on Raw mm. and going up against, you know, Roman for the tile. That, Finn. Or Finn for could the tile. Just matches with Finn anyway. Just anyone. I, mean, I think he could go up against a lot of people and have some really good matches. So, I, yeah, I see him going to Raw more than SmackDown. A good fit. Yeah. I, I could be wrong on that one, but I, I would predict Raw. I, um, to be fair, I thought Bobby Roode would go to Raw. He went to SmackDown and it's working out for him. Yeah, I don't know. I think I we definitely talked about this on the podcast at some point, probably middle of last year. I don't remember what I said, but I would have mm. thought that my initial reaction would have been put him on SmackDown. Just Bobby Roode. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I I remember definitely. But, I definitely remember thinking Raw because just because of the way his character was and his yeah. entrance was glorious and the whole thing was glorious. I was like, it feels very Raw. It feels like a big main event straight away. I know what you mean, yeah. Mm. But I think... SmackDown's worked for him a lot, though. I sort of feel like he needs to go to Raw, though. Now you say that, I'm like... It's a good fit, right? He fits better on Raw, really. Watch me find a clip of you saying, oh, yeah, definitely Raw. Probably. (laughs) Um, I I will admit to being wrong if I am wrong. Anyway, (laughs) I thought he was going to go on SmackDown, and he did, but I don't know. But I think think now, though, I'm going to say I think Drew would go really well on Raw. Fit in with the people there. Um, his character, because his character is still quite—I don't know what's the best way to describe it—moody, moody, <laughs> big and moody. Yeah, he's not a chauvinist, so maybe raw. Yeah. Maybe raw because he's got other characters that are quite yeah. dark, and it would work. Yeah, and oh, I could see him as a great Universal Champion at some point. Um, so we've talked about uh, Takeover mm. briefly. Fifteen minutes, <laughs> half the show we've recorded so far. Quite brief. Um, anyway, but it needed talking about because it it's a major thing that happened. Uh, the Royal Rumble. I won't go into too much. We won't go into too much detail about some of the other matches. The the Raw Tag Team Tile match was a bit rubbish. Um, yeah, but that Raw- was because of Jason Jordan and his it neck was an injury, excuse. and they just yes. got out of that match and just did it a bit rubbish. And, yeah, but that's fine. I can accept that. People weren't into it anyway when watching it. The Universal Tile match wasn't that great. It was triple threat predictable outcome they really hyped that match and then it kind of just fell flat yeah but the problem is is that show you had the two royal rumble two whole royal rumble matches on the show you knew it was gonna be i've watched royal rumbles before and you watch the rumble and you get to the end of it and you go oh so good i just wanted to carry on i just wanted to send 10 more people out there and just carry this thing on you know because then we have a 40 man rumble no i know that's not good but the thing is you kind of look at it and go oh i just wish there was like another rumble like that and then you watch the second rumble and you go wow Two rumbles is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is a lot. The thing there was, was... 60 entrants in total of that Raw Rumble because of those two rumbles. Imagine this. There's 60 wrestlers on the card guaranteed. Yeah. And then there's other matches. Yeah. And you think, right, okay. Didn't it feel like, though, when you... Obviously, the men's rumble was first. 
Which I, t- I totally get. Like, oh, absolutely. There were people complaining, like, oh my God, I can't believe they're putting the women's rumble last. Go, Obviously, they're putting it, it last. It was the biggest thing it's they the had. the first rumble they had. Yeah. And also, in hindsight, you look back at it and go, they had Ronda Rousey come out after and point at the WrestleMania logo. That was oh, their... That of was course, them. they're going to put that last. Yeah, they're not going to have that in the middle of the show. And then it's like, right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> next up it's raw gonna, tag team titles yeah and it's like that was I totally accepted that was main event yeah it had to be it was the biggest push that mm. that event had and then yeah the, the but the men's rumble did feel quite rushed because Michael Cole kept saying things on commentary like we're at number 20 and everyone else was sort of like really we're at, that was quick mm. like other like all the other members of the commentary team were like that's gone fast. Yeah. And I think it had. It'd it been... probably was a little bit quicker than they normally do it because normally they'll have the rumble last and they can kind of push it a bit. They can push like an extra 15 minutes. Yeah, they can push the time a little bit. Um, And so they can kind of go, yeah, it's fine. We can just kind mm. of get this going at the pace we want it to go at. And then when it ends, it ends kind of thing. Yes. But with this one because it's the middle of the show they need to keep it to time and go we've got a whole nother rumble to come up they do uh, want to so cut into other people's time and show we need to make sure show. we keep this yeah 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 because otherwise the people would complain if they rushed the women's rumble mm. and they go oh sexist because you've made it quick it's like go watch the, the 1995 Royal Rumble when when uh, Shawn Michaels won it from number one that's a bloody quick rumble that Isn't was it like, like 40 minutes it wasn't you know, even that. It was like half an it hour. It was like wasn't it? thirty-five to forty minutes, something oh. like that. That's a quick rumble. Mm. So it's it's not like a. It wouldn't be a thing where it's like oh, it's sexist. No, they just rushed it. Yeah, but they didn't. I, I thought it was. I think it was quite good with the with both rumbles. They got both in there. Yeah, maybe they the were still rumble, really good. The That's... men's rumble. I didn't really think when I watched it that it was a bit rushed. But now you say that, it probably was a little bit. It felt quick. But the only reason I was reminded that it felt quick was because of Michael Cole. Yeah. And he kept saying, well, actually, no, not Michael Cole per se, but he would kept he kept saying, like, what number they were up to. And I was like, and then I noticed it was like, like yeah. they were up to 25 at one point, obviously. But they were up to 25 and I thought, I feel like I don't see, I, don't, I have not seen that many people, surely. And it just felt like they were very mm. quick. It was like, yeah. Hurricane Helms coming out as a guest. That was cool. That was cool. I like that. It did feel like he came out and then did his thing, got eliminated, and then yeah. it was like, oh, okay, they're already counting down for the next one. Mm. It was like, that didn't feel like a minute and a half. So with the Men's Royal Rumble, since we're talking about it, we'll move mm. on to that as a subject next. Um, the the What did you think of one and two? Number one was Rusev, yeah. who is super over at this point. That like, rea- pop was Rusev huge. Rusev Day is massive. Oh my god! It could rival Christmas. Aiden it really English. could. <laughs> Aiden English coming out. I think it was great having Rusev number one because it meant Aiden English could come out and do his announcement and introduce Rusev. Mm. His singing was amazing. <laughs> he held that note at the end, and people just were just in awe of it. Yeah. Then he like obviously announcing that it was Rusev Day and things like that, and mm. that was probably that was one of the biggest reactions. And the he Rumble. had a really good showing. Like he really he, did. He yeah. had a reasonable amount of time, and he lasted probably about twenty-five minutes. Something. He like wasn't in, in and out. He yeah. was stick he, around. He stuck for a long around. Time. Stuck around. Mm. Uh, Finn Balor was number two. Oh, that was fine, and he was great. He yeah. lasted to the final four. Yeah, and he lasted fifty-seven minutes. Yeah, which is um, the world records. The world record. The, the record, record for is, is Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio at sixty-two mm. minutes, which was um, two thousand six. But um, and what Benoit was like. An hour. He was like 59 minutes. 59 minutes or an hour or something like that. It was, so Finn comes up. He's in the top 10. And, oh, and he is, yeah. yeah. Um, top five even. He's 
I'm not sure. I, I just look this up. I don't know. I actually have some facts about the Royal Rumble. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you've got the down. stats. Got some stats here. <laughs> um, it it was 57 minutes and 30 seconds exactly. And he entered at number two. Do you know the shortest rate? The shortest of the whole match was? Uh, I don't know. It was uh, Seamus. Oh, of course it was. was yeah, he was for two seconds because he helped Heath Slater and Heath Slater eliminated him. Oh, actually, I just <laughs> I a... thought it was great. I thought Heath Slater's appearance in that rumble was brilliant. I was going to say, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, Everyone coming down the ramp and just every... giving him a kick, giving him a kick or a little punch <laughs> or something. That was great. And eventually, Seamus shows um, some level of of kind of uh, care for him and goes fine. Come on, mate. Can I, I, I know you've been beaten up a bit. Come on, let's get in the ring. Let's do this. Oof. Gets him in the ring. And then he's like, opportunity. Straight over. <laughs> Straight over. Uh, but I think it was quite good for Seamus because a point was made. I think it was why Corey Graves was, well, at least he'll be fresh for his Raw Tag Team title match. Yes. Coming up after this. I think it's also, <laughs> I think there is there is credit to be given to Seamus as well because I think taking a bow like that is pretty mm. big. But he's yeah. played to him. He can take the hit. Um. To talk about, about Finn Balor again, mm. uh, not only was he number two, not only did he last 57 minutes, mm. longest of the Rumble, um, he and Roman share the honour of um, eliminating the most people individually. Really? Rum- yeah. Finn eliminated four people. Roman eliminated four people. That oh. is the most one person managed to eliminate in the Rumble. See, for a second there, I, thought you, you meant, always... I thought you meant Roman's record? No, like no. 12? No, not the 12. I meant I was in, like, in the, him really? and Roman in the 2018 Rumble. Yeah, they have four each. Individually managed to get joint first on most eliminations. But oh, you always sort of think, huh, that doesn't sound very much for... He was in there for an hour. That's a lot of he, eliminations and he, and for one person, And he person, didn't actually though. eliminate four... He only eliminated four people. And you go, well, actually, four was quite a lot. Yeah. Interestingly, the Women's Rumble... Mm-hmm. Actually, no, we'll get on to that later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got something I'll tell you about okay, that. Okay, okay. But staying on the Men's Rumble, yeah. Um, the makeup of the Rumble, 14 Raw superstars, 11 SmackDown superstars. Just kind of, you know, acceptable because mm-hmm. it's a shorter show, smaller roster. Smaller roster, yeah. Um, three free agents. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Three free agents. Oh, because it's Cena. Cena, Hurricane, and Mysterio. Because Mysterio is not on Raw SmackDown because he was a one-time only appearance. Really, he's been offered. A, he said that there's talking of obviously the door being open, but obviously yeah. that would be the case anyway. It would be the case. Yeah, even if he wasn't at the Rumble, they would have they would have definitely said to him like the door's always open. Yeah, because they've said that to a bunch of people who have disappeared and gone yeah. elsewhere. And it's like if you want to come back, obviously if they leave on good terms. Of course, they're going to want their assets back. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Rey Mysterio come back full and, time. And uh, there was two NXT people. Oh, yeah. So, of course, Cian Almas, unless... who after a five-star match the night before, put on a really good showing in the Rumble. How long was he in there for? Like half an hour? He was in there for like 25 minutes. Yeah. Like, he it was, it was in there for quite a while He didn't. Whatever. He wasn't a one-stop hit. No, he wasn't he like a sort of like... He eliminated Kofi Kingston. He did, yeah. After Kofi had managed to get back in the ring by putting his foot on a plate of pancakes. That was a great spot. I've got to say. That was a great spot. It was a good spot. It was funny. Uh, It was funny. And then in the way they they lifted him and literally flew him back into the ring. Oh, that was good. And then he gets taken out. And and Almas was being smart when he had Kofi in the air and was going to throw him out of the ring. And then realized the New Day were there and went, well, no. And turned around and eliminated him over the other side of the ring where there was no one and couldn't be saved. It was like... Obviously, if I throw him out here, it's going to be caught by Big E or whatever. Mm. Like, 
Yeah. So you're smart about it. I thought it was good and nice because sometimes WWE wrestlers can be stupid. They can make decisions and they constantly do that in the Royal Rumble where, you know, when someone's trying to eliminate someone and they're nearly eliminating them and then someone else just comes up and just hits them. Oh, yeah. And stops it. And you're like, why are you doing that? It's in your interest that that guy gets eliminated. Why would you stop? Why wouldn't you help him eliminate that person? That raises the point that I want to talk about the Women's Rumble as well. (laughs) Sasha Banks, for example. Yeah. Oh, the kick? No, she kept stopping people getting eliminated. Oh, yeah, no, she kept on doing it, and Corey kept on bringing it up. Yeah, he kept mentioning it, and I was like, what's going on? But anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but the, yeah, the men's... Almas did a really good... He had a good showing. Yeah. Because obviously, when they tease them in the Rumble, that's clearly them going, right, how are they going to match up to the main roster? How yeah. are they going to fit in? I think he fit in quite well. I think he was... It was not, and these, also, really cool that he came out with the title. Mm. And, uh, of course, the other person from NXT... Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, that he might got be... a great reaction as well. And, you know, I like the, the fact they were both selling their injuries from the night before, mm. as was Ember Moon on in the women's one as well. All taped up. All taped up in her. I mean, she had a... She, that was a little... We didn't really have time to talk about that much, but yeah, that match was very good um, in in a lot of ways. Shayna Baszler needs a lot of work wrestling, but um, Shayna Baszler... she, she's doing the Brock thing where you just go in there, destroy and be a UFC fire, which is fine. But she's like, she's got a lot of work to do on character, mm. on... Can I just mention just something? Expression? Have you listened to Shayna Baszler's voice? Yes. She sounds like a cartoon boy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's really like unexpected, they're, they're isn't kind it? kind of like, Eric Cartman type, you know, it's always a woman who voices little uh, <laughs> voices boys on TV in cartoons. Yeah, like, like Bart Simpson Bart is Simpson a girl, Nancy Cartwright, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so but he sounds like a cartoon boy. <laughs> it's it's not a voice you expect, and the thing oh, is, she yeah, is Ember Moon. I'm gonna get you. Yeah. It's, okay, it's really Eat my shorts. <laughs> it's really it's dweeby. dweeby. It's really dweeby. But Which is not, it just doesn't look right on her. But anyway. She just has to, she really has to work on character and expression and also yeah. sell. Yeah, the she love of God, sell. sell. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm. She's just, there was just sort of, and I, I understand it's obviously clearly her background is coming into play there mm. where she isn't really, obviously she wants, she's a legitimate fighter. So having someone sort of hit you but maybe in the sort of like the top of the back where it's not going to hurt you yeah and then her basically sort of just being like oh, just sort of brushing it off sell just sell she needs to work on that she does yeah um but back to the men's royal rumble mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about i know i didn't really want to go too but much we had to touch on that match very briefly just because i'd mentioned them but me you know that's might as well mention it now anyway yeah. back to the men's rumble um ray mysterio is interesting because when i watched it yeah it was like, you know, the countdown, three, two, one, and everyone going, eh, which I thought was great. Oh, and everyone, <laughs> everyone counting down to it, yeah. and then even including the in buzzer. In the pre-show, it started in the pre-show, because on the pre-show, they had a, little they rubble, had a didn't counter they? saying how many minutes until the show goes live, and people watching, and every time it was getting into the last 10 seconds oh, or a minute, right. people would chant, and it would get to zero, and then you'd hear a big, like, three, two, one, eh. Which I just thought. Was so I, I didn't watch the but pre-show. But was there like? But real quick, in, in the pre-show, was there a rumble that was like KFC based? It wasn't in the pre-show. It wasn't even. It was shown, during was it? the show. It was it during the show. Yeah, they actually showed it during the show. It was a highlights. Yeah, no, no, I saw the but highlights. It was, recorded, that's what I'm it was recorded at a SmackDown. You could tell it was Blue Ropes. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I was just trying to work it out. Because I was like, yeah. I saw the highlight thing. It was, was one like, by uh, Ric Flair. Yeah. And there were people online saying, "I've just realised that Ric Flair's." last ever match was him dressed as 
the colonel, the colonel. <laughs> in a royal colonel KFC Royal Rumble. Um, that was just a brief thing. I just remembered that happened. with um, Rey Mysterio when it got down. It was like three, two, one, uh, and then his, and it was boyaka boyaka, and and it was like Rey Mysterio coming through, the ring. and I was just like, okay, Rey Mysterio. Oh wait, Rey Mysterio doesn't work for WWE anymore and hasn't done for four years. Okay, I you had the that. same reaction as I me. I forgot he didn't work for WWE anymore, and I just my initial reaction was, okay, Rey Mysterio, and I was like. Oh my god, Rey Mysterio! <laughs> it's like your brain does a double take. Yeah. You're just like, oh, oh! It's because Rey Mysterio <laughs> like, is so like ingrained in the idea of like royal, the Royal Rumble and, that music. and that music and WWE and just his kind of like, I can't imagine him working for anyone else other than WWE. And he worked for WWE solidly for so many years. Mm. The idea that he would be in the Royal Rumble is like, oh yeah, fair enough, because he's in the Rumble quite a lot. You know, he won the Rumble, 62 minutes. You know, I kind of they talk about Rey Mysterio so much when around the Royal Rumble time because of his record. Yeah, you forget he doesn't work for them. He's one of those people as well. When I saw him at the Rumble, I was like, he's in the best shape of his life. He wasn't wearing a shirt. He wasn't wearing a shirt. Thank God, he, he looked horrendous when he left. He when wasn't he was, wearing baggy he was trousers. That kind of like sleeveless shirt. Oh, thing. the cut off shirt. Cut off t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, with the, with the baggy trousers, he was wearing everything I wanted. He had like the cool, awesome tights he used to wear in like WCW yeah, time. Yeah, like WCW look, wasn't it? Yeah. He had his cool mask. Granted, it's the mask with the bit at the back. The, yeah. But I totally of... get that because that's just so your head can breathe. Mm. So you're not boiling alive. Mm. And then it's like a, just the gold and black. Cool. And he was, yeah, and he was in perfect shape. Ray Mysterio had a great showing. And uh, one thing, uh, the kind of main last thing before we talk about Nakamura mm. um, is uh, I loved that bit with the final six when you had on one side you had Cena Orton oh, and Mysterio the old guy and on the other side you had Reigns Finn and Shinsuke yeah and you're like wow that is like new era versus old era let's say ruthless aggression era yeah that's versus, what it was I think Cole made that reference new era. Like, and Cole, then yeah. but then when um, Rey Mysterio was eliminated mm. and um, who else was eliminated uh, I think Finn was in the last four. Finn, yeah, Finn was eliminated. So then you. Oh, no, the Finn, f- I thought Finn was in the last no, four. No, no, yeah, he was. So, oh, he was in the final. Oh, Randy Orton, sorry, Randy Orton and Ray and Ray Mysterio were eliminated, and yep. you had Cena, and you had Reigns, Finn, and Shinsuke, mm. and then at that point it flipped. It wasn't. It wasn't ruthless aggression versus new era. It was. The company guys yeah. versus the indie guys. That was clever. Which was cool. It was, you know, Cena working as a heel in also, a Royal Rumble. It, I mean, it's, it's... It was also subtly WWE versus New Japan. It was a bit. It was New yeah. Japan basically just being like... It was there. These also, because they've got two of the top guys, but they realise they've got a reference that obviously... Little subtle reference. They came from the indies. Yeah. They, they aren't our guys. No. And then obviously you look at people like... Well, to be fair, even Rollins was Tyler Black. But yeah. he's now more of a... He played a company guy. Yeah. And Cena is the company guy. Cena is the ultimate company guy. And mm. Roman Reigns is a company guy. Like, and and that's the, the similarity there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean... Oh, did I say Rollins? I kept saying Rollins. Reigns. Not Reigns. <laughs> yeah, Reigns, um, sorry. Not Tyler Black. Not Seth Rollins. Reigns. But no, it, it, <laughs> part of the reason why I didn't pick up on it was because Seth Rollins is a company guy. He's a company guy. <laughs> I kept saying, and I was like, no, that's right. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Reigns. So the, anyway. Yeah, the, it's the company guys versus... It's the company guys. The indie guys. Reigns and Cena versus um, Nakamura and Balor. Mm. And it was great. And I loved that thing. So you had these little standoffs. And yes. They really... 
sometimes with rumbles you get them and they just you end up with people in the last three where you go why the hell is that person in the last three well you know? yeah no, I sometimes like Goldust came out at number 29 in this rumble and i was like they're not gonna have gold dust in like the final three are they bloody like, hell is this his retirement now like, what is this and then he gets eliminated and i'm like oh thank god so you end up with six people at the end of that rumble who could legitimately win that and these- any of those final six could have won that and it was like the final three, I wasn't upset. I was like, no. either of these three I'd be all right with. No, yeah. Like, that's fine. Final three, John Cena, uh, Roman Reigns, and Shinsuke Nakamura was the final three. I'm just glad it was Shinsuke. Yeah, I'm but I was expecting it to happy. be Roman. I think I said in the last podcast, I looked this up and I can't remember what I said, but I'm pretty sure I said I, I would love it to be Shinsuke, but it's not going to be. It's going to be Reigns. It's going to be Reigns. it wasn't. It was Shinsuke. And so I thought that was cool. I'm glad I, it was I really Shinsuke. liked it. Was It was a positive. Because sometimes I think there are previous Royal Rumbles where you could look back and go, oh, that was objectively a good Rumble. Yeah. But I didn't want to see that person win it. You know, I didn't want to see Orton win it last year. Mm. I didn't want to see... Because I remember our reaction last year to the Rumble was, Orton? Yeah, I mean, like, okay, fine. It's not Reigns. That's cool. It but, was the first yeah. year I kind of went, I don't really care about the Rumble winner. And then I'd forgotten he'd won the Rumble. Yeah. And it was just a, you oh, for- okay. It's the fact you forget he won the Rumble. Yeah. That's how bad it was. You forgot he won the Rumble. And he was going up against Bray Wyatt mid-card for the WWE title at WrestleMania. And you're like, mm, yeah. gave a shit. Like, oh, that's the at, Rumble winner at match. Least if- and the match was weird. And then it was just kind of, it wasn't like a normal match. No. They had the weird projections and all that dumb yeah. shit. And they had that stupid storyline with him at the at the... At the the little oh, barn the or whatever. The barn that he burned down. Yeah, he burned down the barn. Was... And then there was the match where they had, it was like half of it was at the barn. They had the match oh, at the barn. Yeah. And there was people watching it in an arena where outside it was still daylight. Well, there were people but the making... Rest, but the screen, they were supposedly nearby and it was pitch black. Well, and... people were making the claims as well that they completely ripped that off the broken Matt Hardy thing they were doing in TNA. Yeah, Because he was. had... No, he had matches yeah. at an abandoned warehouse he had a, or the, like barn. the Hardy compound. Yeah, the Hardy compound. And they had these matches. It was mirror images of each other, basically. Yeah. And it was things like that that they could have gone in that route and they mm. could have gone down that route again of being like, oh, God, them? Okay, fair enough. I get it. They're they the did top something guy. that people actually wanted, which was Shinsuke winning. I'm impressed that they've allowed, it sounds weird to say it, like they've allowed him to do it, but they've given the rubble win to someone who I feel like they don't have a lot of faith in. No. But the thing is, Shinsuke needs to... As much as I like Shinsuke, and I've said this to you before, I've always had reservations about Shinsuke. You just weren't really sure about him. I didn't get it. I still don't really get what the gimmick is. He's a weird guy. He's Japanese. Okay. Um, he's, he's a rock star, but never plays any music. He's the okay. artist. Um, he's, a, he's, he's the artist. The artist. Yeah. But he does he do any art? He's just not. His wrestling is art. Okay. There you go. Um, Maybe you've started to get it. Shinsuke. <laughs> no, I, can, I get it. No, I can appreciate it. He yeah. has really great matches. And yeah, him versus AJ Styles will be a good match. Oh, yeah. That'll be a great match, right? But... I don't know. You just didn't do promos in Japan. No, they don't. New Japan's not very promo based. Not very promo based, and you can tell because a he's had to learn English. Fair enough. He only speaks Japanese. He's That's impossible as well. It's very hard to learn yeah. a new language. I'll I'll give him the credit there. He's doing very well for where for the fact that. But he, to go to be world champion, surely you need to have a little bit well, more like, than just I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. Bye. Well, he might have more than that. That might just be the promos that they're giving him at the moment. It's not promos. It's just him saying, 
because he can do he can do quite not lengthy promos but he can do promos in english it's just we obviously haven't seen it though. Do it in NXT. If you go back and watch yeah, it in no, NXT, but on he's the main cut roster. Promos. On the main roster, he said about. Oh, that's what 10 I mean. Words. But I'm saying it existed. <laughs> like he has done these promos in English, but for some reason they're just. Yeah. He just says four words. Like yeah. this is what's bizarre to me, because I, I mean, get Sammy the character. Sammy's name was much better in NXT than he is now. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I like the character, and that's what's baffling to me a little bit because they can't. And he was worse then at English, and he's great. He's pretty good now, mm. but they're just not really giving him the time, and also. He won't get any better at them if they don't give him to him at all. So it's like they're giving him these like I will be champion number one, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And you go, okay, one, slightly offensive that that's all they think he can say. Yeah. And then two, it's like if he doesn't do it, then he's never gonna do anything no. better. But this is obviously we're jumping way ahead. He might not even win. He might just be. He might even lose the opportunity. Yeah. Because they. Oh, you mean as in he might lose not... the rumble? Because I think Randy Orton put it up for. For, put up for grabs once and then retained it no he put up his like no I meant as in Nakamura I don't think would do that no, no that's what I'm saying but we don't know that too in... no but he's they're making a big thing about the fact it's going to be him versus AJ oh and yeah and they've they've been talking about it so much that the stuff with Kevin Owens we I we were saying earlier about mm. how we think the that storyline with um, Shane oh will yeah end with him against Shane Shane versus Kevin Owens at Wrestlemania yeah which means that Whatever happened at this match at Fastlane is going to happen as a triple threat. Mm. Um, it's going to be like the end of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, or not, or not. And you end up with either way, it's going to be AJ coming out with the title. Yeah, and you're going to probably have, I reckon, Shane screwing um, Kevin Owens out of the title and, and having. Um, AJ win like we think like it could be a thing a... where it could be a thing where um, AJ does a big move on Sami Zayn Kevin Owens sees this and is like I need to break up that that pin that's going to happen mm. and Shane comes running out and starts beating up Kevin Owens and so then because Kevin Owens isn't there to save Sami mm. um, save the match that AJ will win it's almost like a double and so turn. then it'll just be a thing where it's like uh, Kevin Owens is like well I would like the title, but I want to get my hands on Shane more. Yes, like he's like he can sort of say as well. He like he's had the universal title, so he can be like, I've been there. Yeah, but I want I want to take him down. He's more of a bigger prize to me. He's been screwing me over and over, over and over again. Mm. So that could yeah, that could work. But yeah, no, Shinsuke versus AJ at Mania, I am very hyped for. Yeah. Although the only match. other thing is possibly is they might end up just putting Kevin Owens into the match. And making a triple threat at WrestleMania. Oh, I hope they don't. I hope they don't, but they no. might do. It just kind of dirties the Rumble win. If they any, if they add stuff to it, yeah, it just it's sort of like, yeah, but he won the Rumble, and you go, yeah, no, but he's in a storyline with Shane McMahon, and you go, so, yeah, like, what does that mean? No, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, but well, now we've talked about the men's Rumble, which mm. I think overall we would say was a very good Rumble. I, was, I enjoyed it. I yeah. think it was one of the best Rumbles they've had in like the last ten years. It was a Rumble we deserved, I think. Um, it was yeah. After so many years of mediocre and average Royal Rumbles, and just bad winners to have and... a Royal Rumble match, men's Royal Rumble match like that was great. Yeah, talking that was men's Royal Rumble. Mm. Now we have a new start. Uh, women's royal rumble the women's rumble women's rumble came out with the correct winner let's say yes Asuka deserved to win that match um because if she didn't even though they don't really sort of count battle royals like that in undefeated streaks it wouldn't look great on a record and if they really want to push Asuka as the 
undefeatable two and a half years never lost a match kind yeah. of character never they can't have a lose a match like the royal rumble when it's the first ever women's royal rumble you sort of feel like she needs to win that it would be a real thing is it because it would obviously count against the record so you'd be like oh is that what does it like that's the match okay she just eliminated she's now lost a match yeah you'd be like oh right so they're just throwing that out the window yeah so either it's throwing it out the window like that or they don't count it as a, and then they have a to, one-on-one match and right? then they have to explain it like oh no but she yeah. wasn't pinned yeah. You go, all right. You know, she's getting... never been pinned. Yeah, now they're getting into semantics about it. Yeah, no, no there's no need. She's never lost a one-on-one match because <laughs> she has lost a triple threat match. Yes, before where the two other people pinned each other, mm. one person pinned the other person. Oscar wasn't involved, and so they're already at that stage lost. where she hasn't been pinned. So she yet. hasn't been pinned. That's it. Yeah, they're still already at that point. She's never tapped out. She's never been pinned. That's what's happened. Anyway, so I thought she was good in that, and but there were some problems I had with it, and some. Things we should talk about in general from the Women's Rumble. Yeah. Firstly, um, Stephanie McMahon was terrible on commentary. Oh, Why was she even there? Secondly, she, just, she just kept... Re- no, just real quick. Oh, she, sorry, just, yeah. she just kept reacting in a way that was sort of like, oh, oh, that's good. And it oh, was like, she's on the top rope. Bit of dangerous up there. She just kept saying... She, kept, she was talking <laughs> oh, about it. Oh, she's got her on the ropes. <laughs> it was, she was like... It was like... It was like watching or listening to my mum watching wrestling on TV. Yeah. And I was like, this is not what I like. It, was, it wasn't good. Come on. It, Especially if she's Vince's daughter. Come on, yeah. Vince. Give her a few tips, for Christ's sake. You used to be on commentary every week. I, it's still my favourite part of the Attitude Era. Is, you know. Well, the start of the Attitude Era is Vince McMahon on, on commentary. The heartbreaking Shawn Michaels. In a while. <laughs> he was the best on commentary, in my eyes, in that, yeah. in that era. Welcome around to Monday Night This is yeah. Vince. And this it's is when Vince. he was... Was that when he was... Just real quick. Was that when Vince was trying to pretend he wasn't the chairman uh sort of he was, it was he, when they had um jack tunney it was the wwf president he was com- on commentary on raw when it started yeah him and macho man he only came out um, as the owner of the company when it was like publicly yeah. when he started the feud with, with austin. austin yeah yeah the austin stuff. well yeah sort of actually was that's why austin it started feud. when was the austin feud was it before or after the montreal screw job the austin feud started after the Montreal, so after nineteen ninety six, so it was the screw job that was when we first realised. No, screw job was ninety seven, wasn't it? Ninety seven, yeah. yeah. That was uh, late ninety seven, but it was. Bef- was it WrestleMania fourteen? Was oh the... no, so it would have been. I think it would have been the screw job. It was McMahon. It yeah, it was the screw the job because after the, that, that was when he was publicly Vince, was Mr. After, McMahon. Yeah, it was after that that he he was. It was known that he was the chairman. Yeah, and then it was like. Vince and Austin having the feud, and then there was Mike Tyson and all that stuff, and that's it. That was after them because anyway. the birth of the Mr. McMahon character was Montreal Screwjob. So Stephanie was on commentary, yeah, <laughs> because she sucked. She sucked. She, it was a shame. Um, I wanted her to be good. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm I don't just understand why her. she was there. Like, I don't understand why they didn't just say, "Okay, well, for the women's um, match, we can have Renee Young on commentary," like because she's a woman who works at a company, um, mm. and so. Before they had Jerry the King Lawler in the men's one for some reason, yeah, um, because they didn't want the men's one to feel left out without anything special for it. I guess so. They had King there, but it's like okay, fine. Do you know what, the thing is, but do you know if you re- have King, you should on the other side have someone like Renee. Do you know what was really funny though? King coming out in the men's rumble because they only announced him as a WWE Hall of Famer, and everyone thought they were going to hear a drum roll. And Boomer yeah, Sooner. Boomer Sooner, no. Nope. King. Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> you could tell there was a breath of just, oh, okay, yay. All right, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, please don't touch any of the women. Wasn't quite JR. They kept him away from the women's rumble. Can you imagine? Not in this late, day and age. Can you imagine late 90s 
um, Jerry the King Lawler watching a women's Royal Rumble. Oh, no. It would just be like, puppies, JR, puppies everywhere. There's there's, there's 60 puppies. Corey Gra- 60 puppies. There's Corey- 30 women. There's two puppies on each woman. There's 60 puppies. Corey JR. Graves just leans over just and goes, coming in his pants. He's like, just like, JR's not here, King. <laughs> don't know who you're talking to and that's very sexist of you to say that <laughs> how could you but um no i thought that was so yeah stephanie not great they could have got something bad mm. the other thing that annoyed yeah. me was maria menounos i know she's friends with wwe and she's kind of gotten involved with things but well, why she got... does she have to be the uh, person ring announcing the women's royal rumble why when you had lillian garcia yeah she's a woman at uh, Raw, Raw 25 six yeah. days previous could you have not said to her when she was at Raw 25 like hey what are you doing this Sunday do you want to yeah, be the you... ring announcer to explain the rules of the women's Royal Rumble brilliant she used to do that for the men's Royal Rumble Yeah, and now she's not working for the company anymore but she's still friendly and still does stuff like, for WWE one she'd, she'd still be relevant because like you said six she days is previous a she was on Raw 25 Yeah, then it's like she's also she used to be a ring announcer for the WWE she was like the first major female ring announcer for wwe and yeah and she's enthusiastic and she's still great at what she does they could have had it they could literally it would have been the easiest would you like the honor of announcing for the first ever women's royal rumble yes of course but no maria menounis who was terrible by the way she got booed she <laughs> yeah got booed. she did because people booed. were just like what is this woman doing you could hear um, you could hear kevin dunn turning her de- turning down the crowd yeah because it was there was a raucous boo but it was very dulled and then she was sat at ringside and when naomi was doing her kofi impression oh, and she yeah. was walking along the thing and then she gets to the round of the corner and maria sat there just on her phone taking selfies and oh. then she's like <laughs> naomi's like maria move maria move i need your chair move <laughs> it's like maria was supposed to be watching this as it was going on and being like Oh, you want my ch- and leaving immediately? But no, just but no. She was sat there like this, taking selfies, and then she was just like, "Oh, oh, oh, look, there's Naomi. Oh, oh, let's uh, let's film her. Oh, okay. Oh, what's going on? Not and then she's like, "Oh, you want me to move? Oh, sorry." And then moves. It was basically like, it was like Christ alive, get out of there, woman. It was like Manunas, <laughs> you've missed your cue. Yes. Can you just pay the fuck attention? <laughs> But, um, it's the first ever women's were rumbled to put your phone down so those two things annoyed me about it from the start and i was a bit like how is this gonna go but mm. actually the rumble was fairly good there were some nice surprises um, um i i had a problem with one of the surprises tory wilson was still well okay i've so, never seen ring rust so, so bad i was going to bring this up which yeah. is that kelly kelly mm. and tory wilson people complaining about their wrestling mm. it's like Hang on a second. Look at their wrestling before. Well, yeah, they weren't wrestlers anyway. They were never anyway. good wrestlers. I mean, this idea that they were ever good wrestlers—they're not. Kelly Kelly was a terrible wrestler. She's even worse now. Well, that's what I mean. Tori Wilson just like... was bad, but at least she put some effort into it. In that she had some uh, elbow pads on. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> she's forty-two and still looks banging. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, she so looks amazing. Cause she still looks she, amazing. Because as Cole pointed out, she's a very successful health and food blogger. Yes. <laughs> it was like, okay. Which is, I think, code for rich husband. No, um, health and food blogger tells me that she takes photos of her food on Instagram. Yeah, that's what, that's I'm saying, what yeah. I And then she gets sponsored she's every now and then. Get some money out of it, maybe. I just um, saw that and I, it annoyed me because I was just like, they're letting her do these moves on people and I thought she's just terrible. Well, the thing is, right, so there were some people who were in there who did some really good stuff. Uh, Molly Holly returned. She 
still could go. Oh, she that was could, awesome. She still did the, what's it called? The Molly Go Round? Molly Go Round. It was a leg drop, spinning leg drop. If I was to be super picky, wasn't it wasn't the best, the best she's ever Molly done. Go no, no, but she could still do it. She still did it, yeah. Yeah, and she sort of has, because she has short hair now. She yeah. looks like she did, you know, when she lost her hair versus hair. <gasps> and it yeah. grew back through and she kept it short for a while. That's it looked she... like then, because she has it short generally now, but anyway, she was good. I think she must have She must have just stuck with that Maybe, hair. I'm not sure. Maybe she never went back to longer hair, but anyway. I knew she um, wore a wig when she was in... She might have worn a wig when for When she the... was bald for that bit. When it, when, it was when she was part of the... When she was with um, Hurricane. She was his uh, sidekick. Oh, yeah. I think she had a what, blonde wig. Oh, was she Mighty Molly? Mighty Molly. I think she had a blonde wig. Yeah. I might be wrong. It didn't look great. Anyway, so we're talking about yeah. hair now. So yeah. let's just go back to... <laughs> we don't talk about it with the men. This is what sexism is. Time up. Time's up. Sorry. No, no, no. It was just because obviously Molly um, Holly had a new haircut. Because I think they. it took a second for the crowd to actually remember yeah. who that was. Like, Oh, it's Molly. Yeah. Molly Holly. Awesome. Anyway, so Molly Holly was good. Yeah. She was very good. Um, Beth Phoenix was pretty good obviously in there as well. Solid. Obviously yeah. Um, A surprise was Michelle McCall. Oh, yeah. Michelle Und- McCall. Undertaker's kinda, wife. Here's a, what I was going to say earlier on. Yeah. Michelle McCall got the record for the most amount of eliminations. She eliminated five people. Did she? She eliminated more people than Roman Reigns. Damn. Good year. Yeah. And and the thing is, right, there was a little bit of a thing where she gets in the ring and people start chanting, Undertaker. And they're like, come on, guys. Come on. She was a wrestler in her own right. She was actually a really good wrestler in her own right. And still is. Yeah. Yeah. But she was very good and um, she could still go. Yeah, uh, and she could still, and she was like, she was wrestling with the other women, and you're thinking it's almost as if she was a part of the whole, you know, kind of a part of the roster. Mm. She didn't look like a Hall of Famer or a legend as such. She didn't... who was there to, you know, just mingle in and do some stuff like Kelly Kelly. Out. She didn't stick out. She 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 was in there, and it seemed natural for her to be there. She had a reaction. I'd, I'd compare these reactions because it was very close for me. It was same with Rey, like Rey Mysterio, where I was like. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. She's actually coming back. Yeah, like I had no real because obviously, again, it was part, less so with her. Yeah, I, it was still kind of like oh Michelle McCall. Although when I first hear her music, you never know if it's her or Layla. So yeah, I, they, they you talked, hear, you're not enough for me. It was like, cool though because Cole, Cole oh. talked about um, Lay Cool. Yeah, I thought that was really. Cool. Good. I thought that was good. Yeah, they were co-women's champions. Yeah, it was. I co- think it was good that they just divas champions or whatever. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, was it the co-divas? It was both. Uh, they were at one at one point. They were because they had the split in half women's title, didn't they? That's yeah. the one I remember. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So she was very good. Um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I thought that was good. The. I'm just trying to think. So, what other women, what other legends were in there? Trish Stratus was in there. Oh, Trish, of course. Yeah. yeah. So Trish, Trish and Lita, two Trish, of the big ones. Trish number 30 was brilliant. Mainly because everyone was expecting Ronda Rousey to be number 30. Yes. Um, and everyone, and do you know the thing, right? I looked on Sky Bet like a day or so before the Royal Rumble. Yeah. See what the odds are, odds were for Sky Bet. And they were saying, like, odds on ronda rousey to win the rumble and i even looked at it then and went that's not happening no that is not happening and then there was all these people going oh god here we go so it's gonna be ronda rousey and then it's the trish stratus music hits and everyone's like oh yes oh we got that was the best reaction they could have had they had her there she came out still kicked her ass still great she's obviously still good isn't she that's the thing and uh, I was listening to her on um, uh, Lillian Garcia's podcast, mm. and she was talking about how um, it was only like a month ago 
that she was asked to come back. Oh. So she's had like one month of like intense training Just to, get to get back into shape to be in this. And she was apparently, it was like Boxing Day. And she got a call from like Mark Carano. And he like, says, like, Do you want to come back for the Rumble? He says, hey, we'd like to come back for the Rumble. Would you like to do it? And she went, give me a few days and I'll <laughs> think about it. She was sat there eating some like chocolate peanut butter thing and going... Mm, maybe I shouldn't be eating this. <laughs> Perhaps, but just give me a couple of days. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, to be fair, that's but an intense month. Then she went on like yeah for like a month doing intense stuff, getting in the ring again, and and doing some wrestling stuff down at the performance center and other stuff. And... Oh, do you know? I can't imagine what that first bump back is like. Oh, that first bump in the ring after like a few years. Mm. That's got to suck because you're a bit older. Yeah, you're not. You've not moved like that before in a is, while. So Trish was great. Lita, on the other hand, was. Mm. Possible, which actually, is surprising. No, do you know what? Actually, I'll take it back about Tori Wilson because Tori Wilson was never good. I've never seen Ring Rust as bad as Lita. L- Lita had Ring she Rust. She was good. She used to be great. And the thing is, is that she got in that match, and I don't know whether it was a ring gear, like she something was... off about the ring. Do you remember in well, 2012 she had... yeah. when she wrestled Heath Slater at Raw 1000? Mm. And she was like wearing just like basic gear. It was like, I don't know, yoga pants and a sports bra or something like that's what she was like she was like just wearing normal gym gear kind of thing yeah and she looked great she was in great great shape and she did a great moonsault onto heath slater and did the twist of fate all looked very good she yeah. just looked sluggish in this yeah and it was a bit she kind had... of like and she was and her gear had all this kind of stuff off it i know that she had um names of women who couldn't be there like luna vachon and people like that who died and china and stuff oh, written yes. on her arm mm. and that was cool there was a nice little nod to those women who who you know passed on or couldn't be there or whatever yeah um but the other stuff was just weird it was like stuff with like straps on it and other stuff i was just like why don't you just wear your old gear What's but it, it <laughs> like... kept, she kept like i don't know she like you said sluggish is probably the best way to describe it yeah it does feel like they had two very much, two very different prep cycles, both her and Trish. Yeah. Like, Trish recognized that she had a month to prepare for this. Yeah. So, for that entire month, went crazy, like intense. Yeah. Getting back into ring shape and getting ring ready. It does feel, it does feel much like Lita got maybe just slightly cocky and was like, yeah. I'll be fine. I'll just jump in the ring. I can do some stuff. And then noticed that, no, she can't. The moonsault was lucky. Very. She did. Very, she did. very lucky. She was very lucky with that that moonsault because she actually managed to pull it off. Um, there was a moment of. I think the, okay. one of the funniest moments was uh, I think Lita was in the corner. Sasha Banks was in the corner. The 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 countdown started going, mm. and I think <laughs> Sasha was a bit like, "Yeah, I'm losing interest in this," mm. and she was like, "I want to see who's coming out next." And there's this bit where she's. There's a on hard cam. Yeah, you can see Lita in the corner, and there's just Sasha, kind of aimlessly, sort of kicking her. Oh, she knows, but she, she was nowhere near. She her. was. It was there was so much was air like between foot, that foot, a foot between her foot and Lita's abdomen. And Lita and wasn't she was paying just, attention. And Lita wasn't really paying attention, so she was sort of kicking. Lita was just there, not doing wasn't anything, wasn't selling it or reacting. And it was like, and then and Sasha was like looking at the up the ramp while mm. she was aimlessly not kicking Lita, and it was like. What is this? What is she doing? It was and something to... that probably shouldn't have been seen on camera, but then you go, yeah. well, there's still an audience there. There's still thousands you of people shouldn't... there. I... This is what's strange about it. Sasha had such a bizarre rumble for me. Yeah. There was that. There was a couple of other mistakes. She kept saving people, which yeah. whether it's storyline based or not, makes no sense in a rumble. Yeah. 
Um, because obviously later on in that rumble, the Bellas, was it? Yeah, Brie got eliminated by Nikki. Yeah, and it was like, fine, that's how a rumble works. Every woman for herself. Yeah, exactly. But it was like Sasha Sasha's... kept stopping people getting eliminated. But then, like Corey, we kept bringing it up. Corey kept mentioning like, oh, she keeps saving people. What's she mm. doing? But then the face commentators weren't really mentioning like they weren't going oh no but she's just looking out for her but she wants the best people in the final four or like she didn't they, no one or sold her she any- has a beef with this person so she wants to she wants to keep she that wants person to around st- she wants to keep she wants to eliminate that person not let that person eliminate someone else yeah and yeah. it was like oh okay she wants to do that. But they weren't doing that so instead it was just Corey going why is she like because like, i'm not blaming Corey. i'm just saying like no one backed her up no yeah like she got no justification it yeah. was just Corey going why is she saving this person? And it was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know why. Don't know why she's saving that person. No. Weird. Made no sense. No. Um, no. I think actually, no, it was mentioned once and it was, I think it was just Cole going, oh, you know, they, this is the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. I don't think they're used to it yet. And it's yeah. like, no, Cole, oh, don't mate, say that. That just comes off worse. They're they, not idiots. It was like, I think um, Corey then said to that, something like, well, they've watched Rumbles before. That was it, yeah. They've watched every Rumble. They've got the network. They can sit there and watch every Rumble back. It was, they know what <laughs> you need to do in a Rumble. That's just stupid, Michael. It was kind of like <laughs> Cole very desperately trying to sort of like justify it. And then Corey not letting up and being like, no, Michael. And he's just looking at him probably just like, Please, just let me have it. <laughs> just then, move on. <laughs> anyway, so um, that yeah, it was it was just moments, but these overall a few moments. I, I one of the things that I thought was really cool was when uh, Mickey James and Trish were that was good going one on one because there was a bit where she was holding up like her hands, and I've since realised that she was holding up seven, like five and two, like she was holding up her hands like that. Is that their but, win-loss record? No, that's the amount of women's championships that Trish has won. Oh. Whereas Mickey's only won, won six. Ah. And I think, I might be wrong. So Trish is winning. Sure. But yeah, so she's got seven women's championships, Trish. And so she was kind of going, yeah, seven, you know, kind of thing. Oh. But my thought was I saw the two fingers and I thought it was a reference to uh, WrestleMania 21. Oh, no. And it wasn't. So I thought, I was at first I was like, oh. That's oh god, right? <laughs> um, and the camera angles were pretty all over the place the whole night, so that bit was really badly done. So I think they still cut away for some reason. Maybe they thought the same as me. They thought she was referencing that and went, "Oh god." They only um, saw they only saw the one hand and not yeah. the seven. So oh, yeah, I don't know. True. I'm not sure, but there was some weird camera angles the whole night. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was a cool moment. It was nice to see those two back in the ring together. Yeah. Um, yeah but do you know what the thing is? Do you know what would be really funny is if. Um, uh, AJ was at the Rumble, right? I, I'm trying. I'm literally trying to remember this right now. His match at the Rumble. AJ Styles, yeah. Yeah, it would have been great against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn the handicap. Yeah, it would have been great if they missed his entrance again. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a little nod to back when we had to look at Roman's face. I was just. Trying I to, think I, that's part of the pre- reason why people don't like Roman. I think genuinely there's a undercurrent subconscious face. reason that people have always hated Roman Reigns since that m- moment because. AJ made his debut and they cut to Roman Reigns' confused looking confused face. Confused face, because we were all doing the same thing. Like, yeah. what, are we, what are we watching right now? Yeah. I'd love it if they cut away to like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn the entire entrance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was, but these, but it was Shane. Like, they found out Shane cut his entrance. <laughs> do you, you want to know some stats about the Women's Rumble? Give me some stats. So, well, actually, um, wait, hang on, before you do that, welcome to Matt's stats. Matt's stats. Matt's stats. <laughs> Hit me. Matt stats. We'll make a jingle um, for that at some point. Matt stats. Um, <laughs> so there were eight Raw superstars and ten SmackDown superstars, which is different from the Men's Rumble. It's a good balance. There was actually two more SmackDown women than there were Raw women. 
mm. in the women's rubble. Fair. Uh, there were two NXT people. There were Ember Moon and Kyrie Sane. Both did very well. Ember yep. Moon did well because she was really selling the injury from the night before, which I thought was great. And the way she was eliminated was she was over the other side of the rope. Her arm was on one side and someone, I can't remember, Sasha Banks or someone comes over and grabs her arm and she just it's pulled against the oh, rope yeah and that causes her to like bounce 10 feet in the air and out of the ring and i was like that is brilliant that was very well done <laughs> um curry sane's elbow still it's still amazing perfect. but i've got to say curry sane's uh timing for the rumble not very good no she's dropping these big like this elbow drop is the big thing that came out of the may young classic it seems yeah. and then it's like it's like four on the countdown and she's just dropping big elbows and you go but they've got to cut away. They're trying to like they're trying to yeah. show it and be like, look at that elbow. And like Michael Cole's talking about it, mm. and you can see the camera guys or the guys in the production truck thinking, we need to cut to the entrance in a second. Yeah, <laughs> if she could just stop for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she was still very good. She was great in it. Yeah, there were um, let's say so ten legends. Let's yeah. say it wasn't. There was four of them were Hall of Famers. Six of them are classed as just sort of legends, guests. free agents who are guests. Alumni. Who aren't ho- alumni, yeah. Alumni. So there were six. The six people who are not Hall of Famers were Tori Wilson, Molly Holly, Vicky Guerrero. I which forgot, I forgot about, about Vicky. Yes. Vicky Guerrero, who, great as ever, proving she's, she's still the best heel, uh, best heel authority person ever or manager. Brilliant. This says something. She was better in that rumble than Lita was. She, well, she, as in terms of usefulness. In, well, yes, possibly. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> um, that that entrance gets reactions every time. Yeah, I think the fact that they had Lita and Trish in the same rumble and didn't use them at the end together seemed odd. Like, no, I'm glad they didn't. They always go back to that. They yeah, always. Yeah, but they go could have had Mickey come, come in when Lita was in, and they could have done the thing with Lita and Trish in the ring. I think they wanted to do the Mickey Trish thing because Mickey's still currently active. Maybe I don't. know. And it was yeah. like a I'm still going sort of thing, and yeah. you've already left. The other legends who are not Hall of Famers are Michelle McCool, who could end up being a Hall of Famer at some point. She could be. Kelly Kelly, who should not be a Hall of Famer at any point in her life. <laughs> Solid guest, though. And, I'll give her that. Um, Brie Bella. Oh, oh yeah. Because Nikki is actually on the Nikki's SmackDown roster. Nikki's still active, but Brie is... That's really strange. Nikki's on the SmackDown roster, but Brie made her return, but isn't actually returning, returning. She's just back for the Rumble. And mm. she could still do stuff. Yeah, she was still she good. She was still good. She yeah. was a lot better than Kelly Kelly, and she gave birth like nine months ago. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, she's and she's worked hard to get a figure to get to a point where she can be fit enough to be in the ring. Well, that's why she was so unsure about doing it. Yeah. And then it was like, but she proved that she, she could proved do it. She could do it, and she was great. And it was great to see the Bellas back together. You know, it's been Solid. a while. It was like, I don't know, WrestleMania 31 or something, when they wrestled Paige and... Yep. Uh, Paige and... Uh, the last time we saw... Who is it? AJ. Yeah. AJ Lee. Yeah. So they wrestled them at WrestleMania 30, uh, 31 and they probably did some other stuff after that. There was the stuff with the the feud between them. We can easily say that's their last major appearance. Yeah. Major, major. And then obviously Nikki, I think the last big thing Nikki did was getting, it was when the John Cena Summer match. Slam. No, it was, I was thinking WrestleMania when they got engaged. Oh, sorry. Engaged. Yeah, for, for Nikki. Yeah. Nikki, the last thing we saw her. Mm. Actually, the last time we actually saw her. Yeah. was WrestleMania last year. Yeah, so she we got haven't engaged. seen her since. She's been gone completely. She went off and did Dancing with the Stars and other stuff. But still on the SmackDown roster, I guess. Yeah, she's still, still there. Smack- she's still listed as SmackDown superstar. So yeah, um, I think that's probably why they could get away with doing the Nikki Bree thing yeah. in the in the Rumble match because they were like Bree's not full time 
yet or if ever yeah and nikki's coming back so mm. it sells nikki as it, she's probably going to come back as a heel now yeah um, the four Hall of Famers, by the way, were Lita, Trish, Beth, and Jacqueline. Oh, yeah. Forget about Jacqueline. Jacqueline was all right. Jacqueline was good. Not bad. Solid. Like, it was kind of a um, similar to Vicky where I forgot that yeah. she was in it. But not in a bad... I'm not thinking like, oh, I didn't even care. It was more of a thing if she just kind of fit in again and it was kind of okay. Yeah, she was all right. Did yeah. her job. Wasn't in it too long. No. And then was out again. And it was kind of like, oh, that was nice. That's cool. Cool and that I got to see the, the point about how... JBL says that Jacqueline is like the the toughest woman he's ever met. Oh yeah, and this is JBL. He likes strong women porn. We know that because of his screenshots love, from last year. Uh, that was likes, one of the highlights of 2017, wasn't it? His he, he screenshot likes, of Takeover. <laughs> he likes nude strong women. Yeah, and so he knows tough women. Yeah, and Jacqueline is the toughest woman he woman he knows. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, looking at Jacqueline, you wouldn't want to get into a fight with her. She's a you know tough Texan, isn't she? So. And to defend JBL's comments, she did also show her boobs on TV on WWE TV once yeah. in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> in the UK. Yeah, it was really, it was a. It just, it, I, the only reason I remember that is because that is probably one of the weirdest moments on WWE TV for me. Yeah, because I think I saw that when yeah. I was younger, and that just being completely shocking to me. And I'm not traumatizing for a child. <laughs> no, I think I think it was more a case of I just didn't understand. I was like, yeah, wrestling. I was like, is this what wrestling is? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, it was great to see Jacqueline back, and mm. uh, they could all the Hall of Famers apart from Leah were still on point yeah still do stuff they obviously had to go quite heavy on legends this year i totally understand it because they've had i think they didn't have enough women pages and these page was taken out with injury um i think that's awful actually it's a shame she really couldn't be a part of that it's it's awful it's the fact that she's still it's nice that she's still around you know she was on roll this week with they'll keep her around they're still keeping absolution as a group which is nice to see but it's hard to have a ma- have a group that's led by someone who's not wrestling, and the only wrestlers mm. are two rookies, basically. So it's talk, bit... and like talk about a wrestler having the worst year. Mm. It is you couldn't have it tougher than Paige had it from sort of mid twenty seventeen like to now. Eighteen months of her life have been just shit hell, and it was like then she came back, and it was kind of like and people. The worst part for me is that she came back and people were accepting. I know that sounds weird, yeah. but people were happy to see her back and it's like... Oh, the best a, possible outcome. Uh, the best possible outcome. And then that taken away from her immediately yeah. is even worse. Because yeah. if people were relentless, it would have been horrible. Yeah. But then if she got, if she retired at just, and was just like, I'm done, then it would have been, oh, okay, that's a sad way to go. Yeah. But to have it be like an up and then her be strapped of that completely. It's like she had down, 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 constantly, and then she finally gets There's a, there's up. a sudden up of like... She finally sees the light. Great reactions. Like great. And she's back on WWE. She's sober. She's everything. She's got her life sorted. Mm. She's back she's got, in the she's ring. She's got a film coming out about her. She's back in the ring. She's, you know, back. She's got a group with her. I'm back, all that stuff. She's looking great. Yeah. She can still go. She's wrestling great. And then it's, oh, you thought everything was great? No, this story doesn't have a happy ending. No, you're retired. Here comes here comes potential spinal stenosis. Enjoy. Yeah. It's like that's his broken neck. Yeah, his um, yeah his basically lifelong problems. Um, it was like, so bad for us. So let's have some more mad stats. Mad stats. Um, the longest time in the match was Sasha Banks, fifty four minutes forty six seconds. Yeah, it's good. That's a solid record to start with as well. Um, the shortest time, and this is a record for the shortest time ever well, of in a women's be, royal. Rumble say, match. Of course, it's going to be a record. Everything on this is a record. Shh. <laughs> a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I say everything. So, 
of all the women's Royal Rumbles there's ever been. <laughs> Controversy. The shortest record time. Controversy in the first episode of Matt Stats. Was uh, <laughs> uh, Vicky Guerrero, oh, who lasted yeah. 57 seconds. I, I think mean, that's going to be beaten at some point. I, I, I'm almost certain next yeah. year they'll do a thing where it's like they'll have Alicia Fox get in the ring and then be immediately clotheslined over the top and she's out. Or, or she'll eliminate herself somehow. Yeah, they haven't done. I look I forward to Matt Stats episode two. What I think was, <laughs> what I think was good is that they wanted this rumble to be a rumble where it's like we're doing it properly because it's the first one. There's mm. not going to be any silly endings. There's not going to be no Ellsworth. There's not going to be any kind of dumb, pointless joke entrance or anything like that. It's going to be people. There's going to be legends and there's going to be a serious thing and it's mm. going to have, you know, you have some of the basic stuff of people being in the corner just being kind of endlessly sort of pulled for 20 minutes because they will need to kill time and, <laughs> you know, there's sort of bits where they get thrown over the top rope and they roll down to the bottom rope and they roll back in underneath. That's and, rumble etiquette like, almost. Like sound and stuff or the 10 people grabbing the big person and pulling them over the top rope. Oh, yeah. Like, that was cool and all that sort of stuff. Like, they're the standard things, but they don't have the James Those... Ellsworth or the Bushwhacker Luke or whatever. Yeah. It's... I don't know which Bushwhacker it was, actually, but, you know, he came into the ring, you know, doing his move and got in the ring. Someone grabbed him, threw him over the top rope, and he carried on his walk. Just kept walking walked, on the way walked down. straight back out again. <laughs> and he's in there for like two seconds. Warlord, Santino. They didn't have any of that stuff. So I think that's what they'll do next year. They'll, have the they'll do of, the gimmicky stuff next they'll year. They'll have the joke entrant or, you know, they haven't had a woman oh. be beaten up on the way to the ring and never make it to the Rumble, I'm which they've done one, before. I'm 100% Rumble. calling it right now. This is on record. This is being recorded. Ooh. Santina is going to debut next year at the Rumble. Almost, I would put money on that not happening. No, what are you talking about? Santina? Santina's going to be in the Rumble, for the Women's Royal Rumble next year. No. Watch it happen. Yeah, well, him and Harvey Whippleman. <laughs> what are you talking about? Santino oh. Morella? Yeah. Sandy's fine. Sorry? He's Santino Morella. He's fine. Yeah. What are, you, what are you making that comparison for? He's not a woman. Yeah, that's the point. Santina. Yes. yes. It'd be funny. No, it wouldn't. You're not happy with that? No, no Santina was never good in the first place. I just don't know why you said Harvey Whippleman. Because Harvey Whippleman <laughs> won the women's championship as Harvina Whippleman. Oh, yeah, yeah, In like, the 90s. Well, he's not going to win. I'm just saying he's going to be, like, Santina's going to be in no, it. that's going to be so such a thing where, like, they're so careful about what they're doing. Yeah, okay. And they're so careful with going, oh, James we Osworth. need to make <clears throat> sure that... Yeah, James Osworth. <clears throat> James they Osworth. fucked that up. And they realised <laughs> that people got pissed off because they fucked up the first ever women's money in the bank. Mm. So they couldn't do the same for the Royal Rumble. But they, they could do it for the second um, one. They could do it for the second That's one. That's what I'm but, saying. Uh, no, but, but I don't think they will because I think they would do it where that would happen but it was a woman yeah helping. like like it'll be someone who'll just stand up like Shayna Baszler will stand up to him yeah and no 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 I don't mean and, I just mean there won't be any men involved I just mean it'll be a woman coming in and doing the James Ellsworth thing but it'll be a woman doing it oh I, see I just don't see them doing a thing where any men are involved screwing things up for women anymore no, 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 because weird enough I, I hope they they're don't too, they're too kind of pedantic about it now especially after the money in the bank thing where they went huh, wouldn't that be funny and everyone went no no it's not you know, women and they need deserve to be treated respectfully and you go hang on a second there's been plenty of op- opportunities throughout the years with men's stuff where they've been screwed over because of some dweeb like 
James Ellsworth. Yeah. I just um, think it'll be... I, but they, I just don't think WWE would take the risk with having so early on in their women's revolution stuff, having... Ooh, I don't know. It's WWE after decisions be screwed up if, like this. If Vince is still alive next year at the Rumble, I'm I, telling you now, Santina Morella will be in it. And shit... I'm going to be specific as well. Santina Morella is going to be in it. And then Shayna Baszler is going to beat the crap out of him, throw him out, and it's just going to make her look better. Mm. It'll be one of they're going to do gimmicky stuff next year because oh, they, they can get to. away with it. They'll have to because it's the second. Yeah, they've got to do something to make it memorable. So they like they do like they do with the men's ones, just have a weird moment, like a funny moment. Yeah, and then it's over, and then they go on with the serious rest of the rumble. Yeah, but yeah, I obviously they litter that with the men's rumble now. Mm. But I feel like next year they will do well, something. They have to because they've had thirty odd of them now. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being if I'm being serious, if it's not Santina, they'll do something that's kind of mm. like oh, that's a jokey one, like yeah. you said. There'll be a jokey thing. Yeah, I just the only thing I can think of. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think they might end up with just... Let's think, hope they don't. I think in the next year, one of the things they're going to need to do is, uh, until the, by, by the time of the next Royal Rumble, is boost the roster. Yeah. It's, it's such, I mean, it's, it's fine for the first one. It was fine mm. to have 10 women who were legends in there um, because it was the first one. The roster's a bit thin and... They, it's nice to be able to go to the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. You had people like Trish and Beth and Molly Holly and people like that in there, yeah. as well as Sasha and Charlotte and people. It's, it's cool to have that mix of generations. It's early days, isn't and it? And it's the like, first Rumble yeah. with women, so it was a celebration of all the women who have come before them, as well as the ones who are now. Exactly. So it's great. But next year, they need a bigger women's roster. They need to employ, like, they need to start- 10 more women, five for Raw and five SmackDown. Just add those 10 women into Raw and SmackDown yeah. and your roster will be fuller. And then mm. have a women's tag team championship. Why yeah. Not? Once you've got enough people, once you've got, let's say, once you've got over 30 women in the roster yeah. in total, I'm talking both brands. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a tag title, but have that tag title maybe for both shows at first. Maybe. Because then you've got enough people. Then maybe they could have a women's tag team championship that's between both shows and, mm. you know, they or something like that. Or... That team then go between both shows. Yeah. Because I do think at the moment, they don't, I, I honestly... So for a while, you could have the women's tag team title be in a feud with someone who's on Raw, but then the next winner has a feud with someone who's on SmackDown and they yeah. kind of jump between the two. Because you don't want to litter, like, I want a women's tag title. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, but SmackDown's quite a short show. And and also, yeah, don't you? The, they don't need to litter WWE with more titles. No, they don't. But if we're to do it that... It is still a thing where you go, there are... Over the years, there have been plenty of obvious pairings yeah. where they haven't been able to do a tag team run with them because there aren't enough women to make a tag team division. Yeah, that's what they've, they've got. Make a, a women's division. Like but Absolution and things like that. They're, yeah, but they're you, teams they're bringing you in. You go and... back and you go like, uh, you know, Lakel. Lakel would have been tag team champions had there been a tag title. They had a character. You they know, had a whole story. And... The, you know, the Bellas would have been, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um, and so you just think there are people out there who who could have been tag team jet but now you look and you've got people not just absolution and riot mm. squad and, and you know people you even take like charlotte and naomi or charlotte and becky or becky and naomi or yeah. becky and on and um sasha mm. you know you've got the four horse women you've got that stuff and then on nxt you've got uh billy Kay and peyton royce yeah who are great uh, tag team they, and, they should come i almost feel team. like they're waiting for them just they are going to bring a tag team championship. Like they'll be the in, inaugural champions. And they'll be brought in to go for those tag team yeah. championships. And it'll be something like that. But yeah, I I, I just think that that's the next thing. Um, oh, I, I think, think a lot of people are saying like, oh, well, what's the next thing the women can do? And I always feel like 
isn't this all a bit forced? I mean, it's fine. It's yeah. great. Don't get me wrong. Love the fact there's a Women's Royal Rumble. I love two Royal Rumbles each year. That's great. Mm. You know, and two Money in the Bank winners. And Carmella's been great as Miss Money in the Bank and all that sort of stuff. But you can't just be doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff just because, oh, well, we've been screwing over women for 35 years so now we have to give them main events on every show just to make up for that mm. failure in one way you're gonna go surely it's just be a kind of case of is it worth it is it gonna draw the biggest crowds is oscar let's say oscar versus ronda rousey yeah that'd be a pretty good you know if that was main event you'd be like okay i'd be all about that i'd be all about that that'd be yeah. pretty bloody would, cool that would actually make sense in my head as well and that would make two sense massive a, names but i don't want to see alexa bliss versus oscar as main event of wrestlemania oh yeah no fair enough not because i you know not because they're women and they don't, shouldn't be there or anything stupid like that it's just they're not at that level also, when you're comparing what you were saying earlier about brock lesnar yeah it's like they're not at the same level. They might be the men's and the women's champions, mm. but they're not on well, the, the way same level. The, I know what you mean because the way they're shown on their on their respective TV shows, they're not on the same level. No. Um, if they were shown in the same way, so yeah. if they were hyped as much as Brock Lesnar is for yeah. their sort of matches, and they do get hype and they get promo packages, and they, they don't get just these, get hype; they stay hype. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They get all the promos and the hypes, but. Like Brock Lesnar gets such a push that it's like we he are getting even to need to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, like we are getting to see Brock Lesnar tonight, and it's more a case of they don't do that for the women's division. No. Obviously, if they did that, but yeah. they would be on the same level. Yeah. I know what you mean. Although it's like they're not this... shown as they're on no. the same level at all. But I think what it will be is it won't. Be, it will be a thing where WWE will claim it's the first ever women's main event of WrestleMania, but it won't be. It'll be one of those like. It's a main event. It's yeah, like it's, well, one rest, of well, the main events. We WrestleMania have is also three or four main events. At WrestleMania. WrestleMania has always got multiple main events. Yeah, but I, in my personal opinion, the only main event is the last match on the card. Yeah, um, the and one which that should ends be which should be the Rumble winner versus the champion. It should, be. which they could do. They, they really could, could do. do. They could. The last end. two matches could be the women's Rumble winner and the men's Rumble winner. Yeah, it's like. It's just do that, then I'm happy. Yeah. Just have those I mean, two they, matches they as main could events. Have, I don't know, Ronda Rousey win the SmackDown Women's Championship or something mm. before WrestleMania. And then Asuka decides to challenge her for the Women's Championship, let's say. I bet that happens. That could genuinely happen. I bet and that then happens. you end up with Asuka versus um, Ronda. That could be a main event. That could actually else... be the main event. I wouldn't mind seeing that at the last match of Mania, honestly. Better that than fucking Reigns and Lesnar again. Or... Well, why else would Rousey point at the sign and smile like Oh, a she's going to be at WrestleMania, but it's just like, how? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, is she going to be there just to be there? And then she's going to be doing stuff after? Because we haven't seen her since. She was at Royal Rumble. Well, no, she's she's in Colombia at the moment. Eleven days ago, I figured out and the she's reason she's on a full time contract. The reason she ruined Asuka's moment at the end of the Rumble, not intentionally, that's just how it was. Definitely ruined the moment for Asuka. Yeah. Um, the reason that happened is because she's gone off to film. I think she's filming a film in Colombia, so she's not around for a little yeah. while. She was available that Rumble night, 
So that's why they jumped to the opportunity yeah. to be like, please, we need her on there tonight to hype this. Yeah. Um, I just wish she could have been on Raw the next night. Oh, yeah, of course. In a perfect the way world, they should have done that. But was... she's not under contract yet. No. So she'll film this oh, no, film. Apparently she is un- under contract. I don't think that's true. There's not much proof of, to say that she is. Because she's not well, made she any appearances. She she's made... Ro- when? Well, she was on... like There was a, an interview that she did with ESPN that went out... As they went off the air. On, oh, I've read lots of publications that say that yet, un, yet not to be under contract. She's not signed anything yet. She's made an appearance at the Rumble, but I've not seen anything where she's signed a contract and she's got a, she's got a deal with the WWE, which basically means she can appear at stuff. But she's not got a contract. I thought she was. No, she's got a deal with the WWE. So she's made these this appearance at Rumble, and then she's whatever film she's filming, which I can't imagine is going to be amazing. But she's filming that in Colombia. But yeah, she's not signed I know a contract. She's, I know she's doing some film or whatever. Mm. Yeah, um, no, I, I doubt she signed a contract. She probably won't until maybe Mania. It says that, well, the Guardian did a story saying the one Guardian, of, one of the greatest, one of the great mixed martial arts careers appears to be over after Ronda Rousey announces she is joining WWE full time. Oh, I haven't seen anything about a contract being signed or anything though. She said, "This is my life now." This is my life now. That sounds really sad. I know. First prior, this is my life now. Yeah. God. I first I lost as a cat's incarnate and now I'm here. What a good um, start. First priority on my timeline for the next several years. This is not a smash and grab. This is not a publicity stunt. When I first met with Triple H, I told him there are other things I can do with my time that will make way more money, mm. uh, but I won't enjoy nearly as much. So she said she's going to be there oh. for time, basically saying this is me now for the next several years. I'm going to be here doing this. I guess. But that doesn't mean her working full time doesn't mean actual full time. Like it could mean full time by her standards as a UFC fighter. Yes. Like it could be full time to the extent of like Brock Lesnar. Like Brock Lesnar wrestles once every three months and that's about fine. And that's considered part, what is part time. But it's, yeah, to yeah. her, it's full time. Because yeah. the, the UFC schedule is so... Like, you fight once every she six said, months. She didn't specifically say full-time. Okay, well, there, I'll give you that. There is a she lot, no, but, no, but there's a lot of things. full-time. Because I'm seeing... There's a lot here that says Ronda Rousey signs with WWE, and then Ronda Rousey signs full-time WWE contract, but another saying Ronda Rousey with big WWE deal. And then a lot of them are very much avoiding the word contract, mm. but then some aren't. Well, she's saying, this is my life now, this is me for the next several years, doesn't necessarily mean... She's in there doing 300 days a year and all the live events. Yeah, it's you know, weird. I think what that means is this is my life now for the next several years. It means I'll be there at WrestleMania, at SummerSlam, and at Royal Rumble, mm. and maybe I'll be on an odd Raw SmackDown here and there throughout the year. Oh, apparently she signed her contract after the Rumble. Right there we go. Yeah, so a lot of people are saying yeah, okay, she so- did a lot of interviews after the after the show. Yeah, because the the article the, the article picture of Triple H. Well, the articles that are quoting the "This is my life now." Yeah, um, yeah, their interviews she's done after the Rumble, which is yeah. where she is saying that she signed a contract. So yeah, she signed her new WWE deal after the conclusion of the Rumble. Yeah, um, and ESPN posted the story obviously because they have a deal with ESPN with these sort of like exclusives, mm. which aren't exclusive because they're everywhere. Well, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> America's definition of exclusive in news is very strange did you see the picture of triple h trying to take a picture of ronda rousey i've not seen that it's brilliant so there's a picture where after the rumble finished ronda rousey goes up to the top of the stage they go off the air yeah um and so after then you know the show's over Mm. and people are all leaving and it's all gone 
Yeah. Uh, the the press are allowed onto the stage to oh, interview yeah. her there. So there's this brilliant picture that someone took from further down the <laughs> ramp yeah. to take a picture of the kind of press huddle around Ronda Rousey on the stage. Oh yeah. And then just on the side, you can see around the corner from the end from where they walk out onto the stage. Yeah. It's Triple H, sort of hiding around the corner putting his phone out there to take a photo from the behind. What's he doing? And it was just like, Triple H, what are you doing? After the press junket, you could just be like, Ronda, can I have a photo? You could just walk over there and have a photo with yeah. all the press. Like, uh, like, Ronda, can I have a photo with you? Yeah, sure. Selfie. There you go. Yeah. Why is he being like a child? It was weird. And then people just memed it. Basically, they just cut that out and put it into loads of different places. It was funny. Um, I like the idea of Triple H trying to hide behind a curtain. But a man of his stature yeah. trying to hide is always funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, Quite a um, big guy, tiny little curtain, <laughs> just <laughs> massive arm. So, what did we think of Ronda Rousey's? Um, we we both agree that we should feel as though she it, sort the, of it was the not the right was, time. Timing was off. It um, shouldn't have been. What about pointing? Do you like pointing? Oh, I love a bit of pointing, especially if you point and smile at the most inappropriate time. Yeah, when you keep on pointing when you yeah. when you don't know what to do. Give it a point. You know when you're supposedly the, the point. You know when you're like supposedly the most the toughest legit fighter in the world. Give a big smile so yeah. it really sells how tough you are. Yeah, um, and there's point nothing tougher than people who are happy and go lucky. But I look, I look, in all seriousness, I can't blame her. I know that the instruction she's been given are by someone who is very much used to giving this to a wrestler who knows performance. So they've just said, just make, sure you, make sure you point at the sign, um, you know, and react. Just, and be tough. Like, be, like, sell yourself. So she's obviously thinking, all right, big smiles. I'm Ronda Rousey. What's up? Yeah. In our eyes, we're going... What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Where's the character? We we want to see the Ronda Rousey who goes out there and you know slaps a taste out of your mouth. That's what we want. We yeah. want the, I want the angry see... looking. I want the uh, I want the Ronda Rousey away in at a UFC fight. Yes, which is terrifying. Yeah, that's what we want. We don't want. Hey, I'm she, here. Yeah. Hey, look at me. She should have had like cornrows and, and <laughs> been in her gear or something and just walked out there like yeah sticks a gum shield in for no reason yeah for no reason she's not saying anything anyway no. she should have the gum shield in it and just show it like, like look at my gums um, but it's, just, it's one of the like it was weird but I like I said I can't blame her because but it's cool that they've confirmed it basically yeah, I think at it's this cool point. And, and the thing so were people saying getting this wrong people saying ask her didn't get an opportunity to point at the thing and saying, "Oh, how dare Ronda take the moment from her and point no, at the no, no, no. But she did because as soon as she no, won no, that's the match, not what they're saying. They're not saying because she pointed. No, at the there side. were there were just some saying people because, saying that. No, no, because Ronda Rousey came out. It was like, well, no, us no, I, just run. Us just, us just. I get what, that. No, yeah. I'm saying I get that, but I was hmm. saying at the time there were people saying. Oh, I've not seen that. People saying that because no, she no, pointed at the sign. I just thought because her pointing at the sign was weird. At the time, there was some confusion. Oh, after the show. I didn't get that. Um, it was at the time when I was watching live, people were watching, and that's what I'm saying. At the time, there were oh. people going, "Oh, how dare she!" And I was like. No, she did point it. It was after the, she won the match. She got up yeah, on the ropes so and I pointed. I wasn't confused by that at um, all. I just thought it was the way she pointed at this time it was, was weird. It was 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> I guess, some, well, for us <laughs> Give it was. some people some credit. <laughs> I watched it after. I had to watch the uh, the replay, but I didn't find it confusing. No, it was just, I just, it was just the moment was bad because it just, Oscar's it, just won a quite gruelling match. I think what would have been better is if Ronda got in there and beat someone up. I just think it would be better if Ronda just didn't appear then. If she'd done, like you, I think you've said this as well, just appear at Raw the next night. Yeah. Don't turn up at the end of the Rumble. Asuka's just won a grueling match. She's now earned the right to be a, a main event at the at WrestleMania mm. for the like with the winner of the first ever Women's Raw Rumble. And it's kind of like they couldn't help themselves. They were like, 
this has been a, a good showing. Like yeah. we've finished the match. Right. We need something to end it with a big sort of blow off. And it's like, all right, send Ronda Rousey. And it's like, they've just forgotten that yeah. you've got Asuka's right there. Mm. And you've just got someone coming out in Roddy Piper's jacket, <laughs> which I had to look this up. Her daughter was, his daughter was totally fine with that. I had the impression that his daughter did not like it. Oh, right, his okay. daughter liked it. She was very proud of it and thought it was very cool that such a powerful woman could wear his jacket and things like that. Mm. And that was cool. But it did feel like I felt bad for Asuka because it was kind of like she doesn't get a chance to celebrate at all. It was just sort of like she's there. She has that sort of like um and ah moment with the two champions. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, that's over. Right, Ronda Rousey main event, come out. Here yeah. we go. Big, big moment here. And it's like, fucking hell. Yeah. Give her a break. I think they, yeah, they could have um, just uh, organized it a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, but her being in WWE is cool. It's Although cool. my view still stays the same as mm. it was like a year ago about Ronda. How are they going to make her lose? How are they going to make it work? Because yeah. <laughs> she's a woman who can beat people in 15 seconds with an armbar. She's a legit fighting champion. And she's got to go up against, what, Sasha Banks on a Monday Night Raw in Tallahassee. <laughs> is that what's going to happen there? Like, is she going to be in the ring and just make her tap out in 10 seconds? Or is she going to go for 20 minutes in a match that's going to seem very. Uh unbelievable let's say just a bit especially when it's a move such as like a cross face or yeah. if it's like i don't know something is like like oscar's arm bar and you go rousey's kicked out far worse yeah and, and she's like, also really quick yeah and she can quickly moon maneuver someone into an arm bar it's so if you take someone like the bailey to belly <laughs> and you go <laughs> she grabs her around the stomach and then throws her and, and ronda rousey be like, goes ronda's gonna be like laid oh. out laid out for the three <laughs> Oh no, it's not as if I've taken a punch to the face before and been fine. It's, you're right, it's the little things, isn't it? Yeah. It's those those certain moves. And then you go, well, you've got people like Shayna Baszler, who was a legit fighter, but then you go, but Ronda Rousey was a legit fighter and who one was of the really successful at it. One of the top champions in the world at it. Yeah. Um, being a mixed martial artist and being a champion at it. Yeah. So yeah, to then have that person lose to a Bailey to Belly <laughs> is gonna be tough, isn't it? Yeah. Um Overall, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view was very good. I thought, uh, yeah, I in general I enjoyed it. We can bash on it a lot, and there's lots we can be really picky yeah. about. But I went overall, back, I really enjoyed the show. I went back and watched both Rumbles again. Mm. <laughs> oh. Bless you, sir. I'm sorry. Bless you. Um, <laughs> I, I moved away from the mic, but I don't know how loud that was. I might be huge on the microphone. Do you move away from the mic to breathe? <laughs> no, what, a re- what a reference to chocolate rain <laughs> chocolate rain, rain. anyway um, <laughs> that's like 15 years old that reference <laughs> um but yeah i thought i've rewatched both rumbles again because i thought it was very good I've... and uh yeah i i because i wanted to watch them in the you know fresh light of day and not at four o'clock in the morning i honestly um, I, even though i watched it on the replay i rewatched the men's one because in i did find myself tuning out of that more than i did the women's one right the women's one i i glanced away a little bit but the men's one i did find it where there was moments where i was just sitting there waiting for the guests yeah so i yeah. did watch it again watched it fully mm-hmm. i was like right pay attention but um yeah and i think i think it's because probably there was more focus on the women's one to be like oh Who's going to be coming out? There's only like yeah. 15 women on the roster. They have to fill up the rest of the space somehow. Yeah, that's like, it. I knew there was going to be... Like, we knew there was going to be some legends yeah. in that match. And we were like, oh, but which ones is it going to be? And uh, yeah. Um, 
But it was, I think it was cool. And it was a nice little kind of sum up of things. Yeah. Um, going forward, we've got the, uh, we've got two pay-per-views before WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Fastlane for mm. SmackDown. Yeah, I think I've got that right. And yeah. Elimination Chamber, yeah, for Raw. Elimination Chamber's Raw now, isn't so it? So Elimination Chamber, we have, um, oh, I'm going to actually look this up. I should have prepared this a little bit better, but we've got it's only only in the last day or so that the the places have been confirmed there's one space left in the raw men's elimination chamber elimination cha- i shouldn't say raw it's all raw the men's elimination chamber match yes um and that's going to be decided next week on raw yeah in a fatal four way match between four people who lost their oh their qualifiers qualifiers as a last chance kind of it's like the wood, wild it's not even card the wood, it's not the wooden speed, it's the wild card the yeah wild that's card. that's exactly it it's the so, wild card and so um we're gonna find out who they are i'll just bring up the list of the people who are going to be in the matches um so the men's elimination chamber is going to be braun Strowman, obviously elias talking about big push that was really surprising john cena uh roman reigns the miz which is cool, but he's not going to win it. He's not going to win it, but it's good that he's there. And to be determined, which is between, I think, uh, Finn, Balor. Finn uh, Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. um, Matt Hardy. Uh, yes, Elias beat him. Yeah, yeah, Matt Hardy and... I can't remember. Who beat The Miz? Who, who, who the did Miz The Miz beat? Whoever The Miz beat. That oh, person. was it... Was it um, Oh, I can't remember. No, I'll have to see if we can find out. It was on Raw this week. But um, we're doing... I think it's good that they're doing it as like they're sort of the runners-up. Oh, you. Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews. Right, yeah. So, Balor, Wyatt, Hardy and Crews. Yeah, I think it's good that they're getting a sec- they're getting a second chance for these runners-up. Yeah. I want it to be Finn. Yeah. Um, it won't be. It'll probably be... Roman. No, I don't think it will Do be. Do you know what would be cool, though? Is if it was Finn... Finn wins, and then Balor Club just keep on beating up Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Like, it ends up being a case where Finn can win. Finn wins. Finn wins. Because... It's a Finn win. We're fighting for a Finn win here. Because the club club. Because the the club club Lesnar, and we get a Finn win. (laughs) A big Finn win. (laughs) If we get a big Finn win, because the club club Lesnar... Uh, it's just time to get to a nursery rhyme at this point. I'm making that into a t-shirt. Um, but yeah, no, that would be cool to see the Ballad Club actually working as a cohesive unit mm. to actually further themselves. Because Tactically, I think at the moment, yeah. it is good that they've got the team together, but um, it's kind of a thing of they've been doing things like six-man tags, where yeah. the point is to have three people, um, or to do two-on-two tags, where some both teams have someone on the outside. It's all fair. What I'd like to see is them make use of the fact that the numbers game, as they call it, where there's three of them on one. Mm. That's what I want to see. That's kind of the whole thing with Battle Club, isn't it? Supposed to be yeah. they're supposed to use the fact that they're a group to their advantage to help further their their own goals. Yeah, exactly. What's the point of being in a team if it doesn't help you? Do you know what I mean? So it's you want. I it'd be want... cool to go have Balor versus Lesnar, but you end up with it being like no DQ, and it virtually ends up being three on one against Lesnar. And that's how Lesnar loses the title. Because, club evens the odds. Because it ends up being the club evens up the odds with Lesnar being so dominant 
and Finn manages to get the coup de gras, the coup de gras, a stomp on the chest, which mm. looks a bit rubbish, and that will be what takes down Lesnar. Oh uh, no, but in but in reality, that move would kill you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but I just think he needs to execute it better. Don't fall backwards is basically my point. Oh no, no, because if he doesn't do that, he will kill them. That's the th- that's the move. He needs to jump onto them, and then as he jumps onto them, sort of use them as a springboard to spin himself off. Oh, he do like a forward roll. Yeah, to do that, like a no, forward roll. In my off. eyes, that makes it look worse because it makes it look like he can controlled it whereas if he dan- if he lands feet first and falls backwards it's like he it's clumsy which makes it look dangerous yeah i suppose because if you do the roll it's like a circus act but well. if you do the fall backwards it's like oh he really fucked yeah, him up with the roll it makes it look like an actual finisher and not just something he fucked up. i completely disagree with you you're a circus freak anyway <laughs> <laughs> flips not shits <laughs> flips not shits <laughs> And oh. oh, and fist on the back. Just flips, flips and shits, and then just no fists. Flips, not shits. Flips, not shits. Um, the women's elimination chamber match mm. is Alexa Bliss, hit me, Bailey, uh, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Mickey James. Is it really bad that I keep forgetting about Sonya Deville I know, and Sasha Banks? Um, oh, I feel bad about that. No, do you know what I feel bad about? It's the fact that the other match, uh, the card is Oscar versus Nia Jax, which is classic Royal Rumble winner stuff. You know, the Royal Rumble winner always has a match at the pay-per-view in between mm. with someone, and you always feel bad for that person who has to go up against them because they, you know they're going to lose because that person's going on to WrestleMania. It's lost. After winning or- the Rumble, they're not going to lose. So it's Nia Jax going yeah. up against Asuka. And you go, yeah, Nia Jax is the big one. And she would be amazing in an elimination chamber. So I don't understand why she's there and not someone like Mickey James or someone. Just throwing in Mickey James or, or you Mickey know, Mickey James, you can take the fall. She like, can take the fall. She's the six-time women's champion. Yeah, she, she can care. take. The, she can take the loss against Asuka and not be damaged for it. Whereas yeah. Nia Jax needs to, after having been thrown out of the rumble by like six women, mm. she needs to go into the elimination chamber as a legitimate threat, and she like would a, be go in as the powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah, and be the powerhouse to slam someone against the the the, the cage wall. Oh, she'd be the person or through to be, a chamber. She'd be the person to take the cool bump, like yeah. through the cell. Like you said, through the cell, yeah. off the cell, or someone goes off of a cell onto her. Yeah, great. She'd be she'd someone be able, spears her through a fucking cell through door the pod. Or yeah, yeah. She could be involved in some of those cool moments, but instead they're just and she and the thing is she can't afford to take these sort of hits. No, where she's she loses losing to Oscar, and, and it's like. Right, and so we're going forward to WrestleMania. What's Nia doing? Yeah, it's like Nia Jax loses. All right, same night. Well, so, same story, different night. Yeah, but what's she doing next? It's like, what? What's where does she go from there? Like? Yeah. Where she go from there? Like the other women who lose in the Elimination Chamber, at least they can build up some storyline between them and someone else within the match. Yeah, you know, there could be something where Mickey James gets um, teamed up a two on one. By Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Exactly. They beat up Mickey James, and that sets up Mickey James bringing Trish out for a tag team against those two at WrestleMania. It sells They can itself. do something like that. They can build up a new storyline within the Elimination Chamber match amongst the women who lose, but Nia gets nothing. Nia just loses to Oscar. Nia just takes a loss, yeah. And goes to the next show and goes, So, what am I doing for WrestleMania? <laughs> do you know what? A positive, a positive for Nia Jax in this situation is literally just that she gets a pay per view paycheck. Yep, that's it. She gets and it. she has good luck now because she doesn't have to work with Enzo Amore. There you go. So that's good. Yeah. Um, that's but, literally all she has going yeah. for herself at the moment. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're just resting off and letting her 
come back from that because obviously they want to distance themselves yeah. from him as much as possible. Maybe. Um, but I mean, unless that's just excuses, course, really. Unless, of course, they're going to have Oscar go up against Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship Ooh. and now have Nia go up against Alexa Bliss because there's been this thing where, like, Alexa Bliss... Actually, there's something I forgot. Mm. Alexa, this is something that happened on Raw. This is something that's just, like, come back to me. Alexa Bliss helped Mickey James after that her match with some people from Absolution. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, kind yeah. of like she got out of the ring and she came back out and then Alexa comes running out and helps her as she's walking back up the ramp and Mickey's like, bitch, what are you looking at? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. I thought you hated me. I hate you. What are you doing? <laughs> um, it's like, what's going on here? But So I don't know what that's about. No. But it might be they do Alexa versus Mickey at WrestleMania. That'd be cool. I'd be, I'd watch that. Yeah, for that'd be an awesome match to watch. Yeah. Um, I do feel as though that Ronda's going to have a title match though. It does feel that way. She you wouldn't know? just she wouldn't just point at a WrestleMania sign and then just be like, "Oh, and the host of WrestleMania this year is Ronda Rousey." And also the thing we're forgetting about all this stuff. Carmella has the SmackDown the the Money in the Bank. Oh yeah, she tr- she attempted to cash it in. What could happen is, yeah, she's had her first kind of Attempt. major Ziggler false finish, false start kind of uh, false start is yeah false, it's a false start, start money in the bank cash in. Um, she just needs the here to show the world and <laughs> it's just like a, oh my that god, was such a meme for like a year. <laughs> just the image of like anyone wi- winning a championship, let be like someone holding lifting the Super Bowl trophy, and then it would just be underneath a picture of Ziggler handing the money in the bank briefcase to a referee. <laughs> oh, it's just so <laughs> and funny. Him, the next one of him holding up the the, be- the championship or whatever. <laughs> It was just it, she's. I think maybe they're going to push it with that, where they're going to have tease her doing a yeah. few little. Oh, she attempts to do Ooh. it, but again gets tripped at the last also, minute. Or the thing is with the rumble, mm. they made this very clear with the rumble that the winner of the Royal Rumble can go for either belt. Yeah, for men's and women's, they said, you know, is Shinsuke going to go for the Universal title or the WWE title? And they've he, he then... said he said on the microphone then and there. AJ Styles and it was like okay cool he wants to go for the W title but he's on Smackdown already so why are they making this a thing if they're not going to use it which would seem to suggest to me that Asuka will go up against the winner of the Smackdown Women's Championship okay okay Just because I, otherwise, I the why, logic there. why would they bring that element into the story if they're only going to go for their I think they just mentioned it because they I think they just mentioned it because anyway. they, they've got Raw and Smackdown titles I think it would just be weird if they didn't acknowledge it I, they probably won't do it but, well, no, just... but last year they had Raw and Smackdown titles and Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble and they never said oh is Randy going to go for the Universal title no I think he could have I think that was the thing it I wasn't really much of a thing I don't it was know whether just a... it's maybe just he an could assumption. have done that it's always an assumption yeah, it's like a it's it, an unwritten rule that they never talk about, but they have actually mentioned this time. Like because it's the women's rumble, and they want to make sure that mm. they let you know that the women's winner can go for either title. Yeah, you just so. like you would naturally assume either way. Like either like a Raw superstar wins and they go for the Raw title. Yeah, which it did. But I think it's maybe a thing that maybe they just had as an option, but then went, we're not going to do it this year, so don't really talk about it. Yeah, we're just going to have Randy go for the Raw title, and it's going to be a thing. Or oh, sorry, SmackDown title, and it's going to be a just normal thing. Yeah. Um, and then it was, yeah, I guess this year they they wanted to maybe give that other risky option to have both champions come out and then yeah. Asuka be like, hmm, uh, hmm. <laughs> Who am I going to go for? But yeah. I think what might end up happening is that, well, when, what I was going to say with that was that mm. they make a point out of the fact that 
the Raw Rumble winner can go through the title. But with the Money in the Bank ladder match, yeah. they said, oh, she's won the Money in the Bank. When's she going to cash in on Charlotte? Mm. Well, who says she's going to cash in on it's Charlotte? Natural assumption, isn't it? She might cash in on Alexa. And they'll be turning around and going, hey, we fooled you. <laughs> Didn't we fool you? Because we were making it out as if she was going to cash in on Charlotte and she ended up cashing in on Alexa. Made you look like fools. Oh, you look like fools. Yeah. And so it's going to be a thing where they're going to have Carmella cashing on Alexa Bliss or something. They could end up with Alexa going up against, I don't know, Which, like, it... Asuka. Asuka <laughs> winning at WrestleMania and then... Carmella comes in and cashes in. Well, it's like they've. It's like the unwritten rule with the Rumble as well goes hand in hand with the Money in the Bank thing because you could say, well, what's to stop the Money in the Bank winner going for the Intercontinental title? Well, nothing. Or yeah, or the they US. They actually title. say you can go for any title. Any title. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be the world title, so it can be any title. That's the thing. It's one of those things. Which is always just... why it was a bit weird when they had two Money in the Bank ladder matches, Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, these, but that was that having those two separate matches made it exclusive. I must have really pissed off the women. Yeah. It's when you look back. Men have like, two, and then women have none. <laughs> there was literally a Raw Money in the Bank winner and a SmackDown Money in the Bank winner, but no women's Money in the Bank winner. None Despite at all. the fact they could have easily done it like years ago, they could have easily done the women's yeah. Money in the Bank. It's not like there weren't six women to put together for a match. You and know? the rules were easier then because it was like. We've only got one title, so I mean... And in women's <laughs> matches, back then were already like 10 minutes anyway, so... We've got one title. We know we're obviously going to go for that one belt. Give us some money in the bank yeah. match. And it's like, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... obviously, yeah, now they're getting that. And it's good. I yeah. think it's... And I obviously, to wrap up the that whole discussion, I think mm. it's good that women are getting more things now. Because yeah. it is getting really entertaining to watch. And it's had periods where it's not been very yeah. fun to watch. It's actually interesting to watch that. It's now it's really cruiserweight matches are now the piss break matches. <laughs> yeah, the cruiserweight matches. Oh my god! Right, that's oh, two hundred five live. We keep. I think we mentioned this every podcast. Two hundred five live sucks, and they should probably just get rid of it. But I, yeah. it's still around. <laughs> yeah, we did a thing a while back last year where we said that the things that need to change about two hundred five that live they could do better. And you know, one of them was saying that they should be live and from the full sale and do it yeah. after after NXT. Team it with NXT. Don't team it with Raw. Yeah, don't team it with yeah, don't team it with Raw. But you know, they've done some things to change. Like they've when they're on Raw, they don't have the purple ropes now. That's good. Which is good. They still have the purple like graphics, but that's fine. Graphics. That's interchangeable, but the ropes felt like too much effort to make yeah. it different. And they they always had to have some little video package or have to have some interview backstage, but right before every match, and you knew there was a cruiserweight match coming up because there was a lot of video packages. Yeah, it'd be like, like all of a sudden there's Jack Gallagher, and you go because suddenly now they're in, he's in the ring, and there's purple ropes, and you're like, oh, that's why there was a load of video stuff because they were taping up the ropes. They're transitioning into the yeah. purple. But so now they've gone, they've. They've made some changes and yeah. it has helped. Because I think we even I think said like Rockstar Spud will help. Oh yeah, Drake, Drake Maverick, Maverick, which sounds like a two K eighteen name. I've um, already I've already said it's not a good last name. No, it's not. It's, it's very terrible. generic. Yeah, but it's nice to see him there, and he yeah. does a good job in that position. So he's we'll a good talker. Yes, yeah. he's a good talker on the mic. Yeah. I think it'd be useful in that aspect. Even when he's a brummy, it's crazy. <laughs> um, they can actually understand him, which is amazing. Americans, I know. British people understand him, he but Americans... To, he might have had to make more of an effort. I'm pretty sure there. with Americans, he's probably, even when he was in TNA, he probably had to do a lot of, like, he pronounced stuff in a better way than he used to. Yeah, he had to probably have to be maybe slightly slower, I imagine, and then just enunciating just slightly more. Yeah. 
But anyway, so he's good. Drake. He is good. Old Drakey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mr. Maverick. Mr. Maverick. But um, I, that's something that I think 205 Live needs. 205, needed 205 some, Live needs. It needed some leadership. It needed some people telling them why they're having these matches and who's booking these matches. It rounds off the edges slightly. Because part of it was that the Cruiserweight division was supposed to be exclusive to Raw. That's why they really focused on advertising originally. Was, mm. Oh, the Cruiserweight division is exclusive to Raw. Why? Because they have three hours, so they have another hour of content. So that's why they have the Cruiserweight division. Oh, yeah. And you actually, at this point, you go... Yeah, you've got 205 Live just on, and you've got the show that's running, and there's people having matches, and there's people having feuds. That's and where the stories stuff, are built as well. And stories are being built, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's no one leading anything. <laughs> there was no... There's no one telling them why they're doing things and why they shouldn't do things. You know, it um, felt like a is there an inmates running the asylum? It sort felt of thing a little on. bit like that, yeah. yeah. So you end up with this thing where you need someone to at least be the one to basically be saying, "Okay, Cedric, you're gonna have, you're gonna get your rematch against, well, not Enzo, but someone else, <laughs> um, and, and you're gonna have your match, and there you go, go out there and do it." Yeah. You know, or someone coming up and go, "Come on, I want to have, I want to get that guy in a steel cage." Get me and then you need it. It gives you the visual booker. Yes. So there is someone in front of you going, "Right, right." That's like you said, someone's always getting a match. These matches, you know. Yeah. Mm. It's um, better. It's it's better. It gives it. It obviously justifies a lot of just the matches that are kind of just one offs. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no story tied to it. It's just okay. Drake Maverick has just decided that these two are going to have a match tonight. Yeah. It gives that. It rounds that off. Yeah, it's like oh okay, cool. I get to be treated to a match between like Cedric Alexander, C- Cedric Alexander and um, uh, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, and it's like there's no tying into that. No, I just have a reason for that match existing. <laughs> yeah, like fair, it's like, fair enough. They're they're making improvements. Yeah, I think that's what we can say. We're going to keep pushing until that show mm. gets better or disappears. Yeah, but the thing is, they've even been mentioning on TV. They've been saying we need to make two hundred five better. They literally say on TV, "We know two hundred five lives a bit rubbish, guys. We're going to try and make this better." You know, you had Drew Gulak going out there and saying. Gulak for a better 205 life and <laughs> you know they're accepting that hey we realize we've made some d- mistakes here mm. but we're gonna try and make this better we don't want to drop gonna, the ball with this we're gonna try and go forward with this yeah so i think that's good i think Lisa trying to just <laughs> visually showing us yeah that they could try to do something different so that's cool but it, um it will always yeah. pale in comparison to me to the cruiserweight classic but that yeah. just goes without saying well, that's why they're doing this tournament i yeah. mean there's a thing like um drake maverick he said on uh, on SmackDown, I'm going to have to keep kayfabe for this one. Just keep, you know, Drake he's Maverick, Maverick now, right? Rockstar Maverick. Rockstar Maverick, right? M- Maverick. Drake Spud. He was on... Uh, <laughs> Could they just call him Drake Spud? <laughs> Maverick was on SmackDown. Mr. Spud. <laughs> Mr. Maverick was on SmackDown. <laughs> and he said, you know, people loved the Cruiserweight Classic. Mm. And I hoped that by putting this this uh, tournament together, it would recapture the magic of the Cruiserweight Classic. They're having another Cruiserweight Classic. And some of the people who are in that tournament that are going... Some of the people in this tournament yeah. aren't necessarily people who are going to be signed to WWE. Ooh, They've okay. already said that. So they're doing like the Kota They've Ibushi's already said in... that. I mean, Tyler Bate was in one of the matches in the first round matches. Is he on 205 Live no. now? He's not. No, he's still. Well, apparently he's in hot water, according to all the dirt sheets. Oh, he's got heat backstage. Ooh, but everyone seeing... has heat backstage. Everyone has something. Yeah, everyone's changing in the toilets, apparently. Yeah. So, well, apparently it's because of the fact he he couldn't be at some show because he was already booked on a UK date. It was like that's what you get when you don't but that's fully the... exclusively contract someone. So How... anyway, and it's also stupid because you can't. Why are the locker room hating on him if this is the case for 
being a hard worker. Yeah. I feel like that's the opposite of what maybe Undertaker's locker room would have been. Yeah. Bizarre. That's true. Anyway. But anyway, But the point yeah. is, there are going to be people in this tournament that aren't necessarily um, a part of uh, 205 Live or even signed to WWE. So oh, okay. you could end up with someone being in there and it's like, I don't know, not being a part of the, the tournament. You could end up with Ricochet. I'd imagine Ooh, Ricochet will be yeah. in there just because Ricochet... Rey Mysterio. Is, yeah, Rey Mysterio could be in there as well because like... Ricochet is yes, he's signed to WWE, but he's in NXT. He's not a two or five live guy. He's not a main all. guy yet, and so he could be in there do a match and lose. That'd be awesome. I think he'll have a couple of matches. I'd imagine if he's in there, he won't. He'll get through the first round. I would. I would and like then get it onto the second round. I would like it if they brought in, like you said, people who weren't necessarily contracted. I'd love yeah. to see um, Yushin Thunder Liger come back or something. Or, yeah, because do that. That was a cool little showing he had with yeah. Tyler Breeze and. They could bring in Kota Ibushi. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, he's pretty tangled up in a story of himself. I'm sure he is. He's yeah. tangled up with uh, what well, Kenny Omega might have left the Bullet Club. Yeah. So who knows? And they're teaming up again. The gold, I think it's the Golden Lovers. Can that is the weirdest tag team name, by right, the way. Can you, I think we've talked enough about 205 Live and we've done quite a long podcast here. But yep. briefly, can you um, explain to me what's the deal with the Bullet Club stuff with Kenny Omega? Oh, and... so basically, uh, um, New Beginning... Um, Jay White versus Kenny Omega. Jay, Jay White's a New Zealand wrestler. He's great. He went on excursion from New Japan, which is what a lot of them do. Mm. So when you're a young lion, you go on excursion, come back, and you come back with a character and you've developed. So him and Kenny Omega have a match for the US title. Right. Jay White wins. Yeah. It was a fantastic match. Not one of you like, oh, it's a six star match or whatever. Yeah. It's a great match. Um, Jay White wins the title. And then. Hangman Page, who was a member of the Bullet Club, comes out immediately afterwards. Yeah, and this is typical of New Japan. Like, there will a new challenger will come out and challenge the champion, right? And say, "I officially challenge. I'm announcing that I'm, I'm challenging you." Because yeah. they, like you said, they're not promo based. Yeah. So they will just they'll do it like a sport. So that someone yeah. will come out and be, like, "I'm the new challenger for you." Yeah. Um, and that's what they did with Jericho and. The with Alpha Kenny, Omega stuff. Yeah, with Kenny and Omega. Jericho, they just hyped it with basically Jericho Kenny saying, I will Omega. fight you now. Kenny had defended the title or whatever, and then suddenly the screen, on the screen, up comes Jericho. Yes. And and they had a US title match. Yeah. yeah and then there was another was... time when he was doing a match, and then Jericho comes up behind him and beats the shit out of him. Oh, he knocked him out at a press conference and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, uh, and the thing is, they do that a lot as well. Press conferences is another thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jay White defeats him for the title. Kenny's obviously broken, like, a bit annoyed about it. A bit annoyed about it. Hangman Page challenges Jay White for the title. Kenny gets annoyed about it and takes the... Because, basically, Hangman takes the title off Jay White and holds it above him. And he's yeah. like... They're both stood up. He hasn't attacked yeah. him. But he just holds it up and goes, like, I'm a challenging you. So before he gets to do that, Kenny takes the title off Hangman and gives it back to Jay White. Sort of like a, uh, you hey, deserve this. You deserved it. We had a great match here. Yeah. What are you doing out here, mate? Come That's, on. Like, he basically confronts Hangman. <laughs> yeah, he confronts Hangman and says, like, take it to, like, let him have his moment. He's celebrating. He's just won. We've yeah. had a great match. Um, then there's, like, a little bit of a standoff between those two. Um, then Cody comes out, and Cody and Kenny have been at each other for ages. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of tension. Cody then comes out and sort of confronts Kenny because he's he, he comes out to defend Hangman, basically. Yeah. And then... Basically, because it, it, it usually ends with those two staring off. So Cody and Kenny almost yeah. coming to blows, but then it's sort of passing off. And they're like, mm. no, we're cool. We're cool. It's fine. Yeah. Like the rest of the Bullet Club will come out and be like, no, calm down. Like the elite yeah. come out or the young bucks come out. Um, that did happen this time. But then Cody finally did it where he put him in the crossroads. Did it. So he planted Kenny with the crossroads. Yeah. Um, 
which a lot of people are suggesting is the end of Kenny in Bullet Club, or just as the leader in Bullet Club. Yeah, well, the thing is, over the over the last few years, there's been various different people leading it. You yeah, know, they've Finn, had AJ, AJ um, Finn started Kenny. it, and then you got yeah Finn, AJ, and then a, then it was Kenny. Yeah, and it, it, looking like it's going to be Cody, Cody now. So, I mean, it's fair enough. That's cool. but he planted him, but then no one really came to his Does help. Does that mean that Kenny will stop getting t-shirt sales for? Kenny Omega themed uh, Bullet Club t-shirts. Or, God no! Or they're the, they're the Bullet hottest. Club t-shirts in general. Their like, merchandise. Does he still was... get money from that? Did merch- he ever get money from that? Hell yeah! That's what's made them. That's what made the Young Bucks. Yeah, but surely Bullet Club t-shirts. Surely money for that goes to. Bala? No, New Japan own Bullet Club. They oh, own so that. New Japan are getting the money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, New Japan are getting the money. That's why they can't use Bullet Club in the yeah. WWE because Finn doesn't own it. Yeah. He started it, but it's still New Japan property. Yeah, um, but. Kenny basically was. But Young Bucks will have their own set of stuff. But anyway, Young Bucks sell their own merch, and they but make this is the thing. So if what I'm saying is, is if Kenny Omega is not part of Bullet Club anymore, does that mean Kenny Omega will be making the jump? I think he won't be making the jump. He's just signed a new deal with New Japan. This is the thing. His deal always comes up around Royal. Royal it did last year. Always does. Last year, people were all go. Oh, this is the year Kenny's gonna go to WWE. He's gonna be in the Royal Rumble, and then he <laughs> signed a new contract. Like. A day before, he does it on purpose. I can tell you that. And he was he was trolling people it. by putting like like it put on Instagram or something a picture of John Cena. Oh yeah, cause, cause, yeah, it was just a and picture then, of John Cena. And then Cena, no, that was it. Cena put on Instagram himself on his Instagram, which is weird as fuck. Right? Oh, by his way, Instagram is go bizarre. on his Instagram. It's bizarre. He d- puts no comments on any picture. He puts up random photos of just things. People thought they were cryptic people, at first. And the thing, no, but the thing is, but he, not. he fueled that because with the Kenny stuff, he put up a picture of I think like South Park's Kenny, Kenny from South Park, mm. and then. Just an O, and then some like Mega Man, I think it was. Oh, that was. And it. then so it was like Kenny Omega. Yeah. And and so people were like, "It's John Cena just calling out Kenny Omega now." Like, is it, but then the thing is, John Cena being the perfect internet troll, just just taking the piss. He was just piss. doing it because he, he just wanted to annoy people. <laughs> I imagine he probably went to Vince or someone and said, "Look, be honest with me. It's Kenny Omega going to WWE?" And he went, "No, no, he's not coming." And it's like. Are you trying? It's like, oh, we tried. We spoke to him. He didn't want anything to do well, with us. More accurately, not Vince. The road agents have yeah, tried whatever. to contact Kenny. <laughs> he said, we, we reached out to him, but he's mm. looking to stay at New Japan for a while and he's going to sign new contracts or so. And so Cena went, all right, cool. Funny, well, just add funny, that. funny. And then just went, <laughs> Kenny? Yes, oh, yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, so basically... So Kenny's kind of out of the Bullet Club now. Sort of. They haven't addressed it yet. Because this is, this is the thing with New Japan, because there isn't a weekly show. It's not addressed yeah. every week. But at the New Beginning, the, one of the first tapings for New Beginning, they basically... Kenny got crossroaded. And it's the first time they've actually come to blows. Right, yeah. So it is looking like it's Kenny on the way out. Because then, even after he dropped him on the crossroads, Hangman Page was... Good, like, Cody was telling Hangman Page to get Kenny up to give him some more, yeah. like, beat him up. And then Hangman started to do that and the Young Bucks came out with Mighty Skrull and they broke it up a little bit. Mm. And they were like, but then Kenny shoved Matt Jackson. Yeah. And then that was sort of like, then the Young Bucks were like, no, nah, we're leaving. Screw you. Like, we're not going to try and help you again. Right, yeah, okay. So they left. Then all of Bullet Club left. Apart, And then like, I think Cody was, I think, beating him up again. And then Kurt Ibushi came out. And Kurt Ibushi and Kenny Omega used to be a tag team called right. the Golden Lovers. I'm shitting you not. That is their tag That's team a brilliant name. name. That's such a pan. The Golden Lovers. Um, 
So they they hugged in the ring, and that is the moment that people are saying, "All right, it's fucking over." Yeah, like that's it now. I think it's pretty clear. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one thing saying oh, it's not been made official yet, but mm. it kind of is. It kind of is. And then there so, was a, there was a it's, it's it's enough to say that it's done when the rest of Bullet Club. Well, when Cody beats him up, yeah, and then they all leave, and then he, you know, goes there with Kota Ibushi or whatever. Well, so. if you watch Being the Elite on YouTube. They then ad- they sort of furthered the story ever so slightly at the yeah. end. At the end of the episode, it's basically Kenny walking to their hotel room. So they walk to the Young Bucks mm. uh, hotel room. Um, in a previous episode, by the way, because you know they had the Super Kick Championships. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've binned those. Right. So Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta binned them. Right. So now they don't have those belts on them anymore. And those belts had Bullet Club insignia on it. Right. Uh, just to... That's just, that is build up for what I'm about to say. Because mm. basically then... Kenny knocks in their hotel room. They both answer and Kota Ibushi is with Kenny and they both go in the hotel room with the Young Bucks. Right. Which tells me that they're probably going to start a new group. Yeah. So uh, I think they'll just be the elite. They are the elite. They'll just they? be the elite. Yeah. Um, And they won't be anything to do with so Bullet Club. So basically it would be Bullet Club versus the elite. Yeah. So Essentially what it think be. It would be a Cody-led Bullet Club versus... Versus, versus the elite. the elite, yeah. Because I think it's very clever them doing that because it means that obviously with all the sanctions that have come from WWE and all the cease and desists from WWE with the in regards to the Bullet Club and what they can FTR. do... FTR. FTR <laughs> and things like that. It does mean that they can probably do something a bit new and yeah. they can start fresh. Yeah. And be like, right, we're doing the elite still, but yeah. we're not Bullet Club. We're not doing the too sweet anymore, mm. um, which they weren't anyway. But they won't like they won't do FTRR and yeah. FTR. They won't do any of that. They won't be doing the sort of suck it crotch they, chops. They won't do any of that. They'll. Ju- I think they'll just start something new. Yeah. Because I mean, they'll still be super kick parties though. They'll super kick parties. Theirs. Like they can <laughs> totally have that. But it's yeah. I think they're just they're avoiding. Sure, Michael's that. never made a super kick party. <laughs> No, sweet chin music disco. (laughs) (laughs) Like Cody was never really the one that was doing all the like memeable stuff. I'll say, no, he wasn't doing all the references like suck it and things like that. He was doing the too sweet when they could. Yeah, but I think with Cody in charge of Bullet Club, it means that he can move forward with that and make it a different, younger group. Yeah. Um. So take Hamman Page, who is in like his twenties, I think. Yeah. And uh, probably Marty Skrull as well. He'll probably go with him. Yeah. And he's young and British. He's a great wrestler. He's a former yeah, Marty Skrull's great. Um, Marty former Skrull. junior heavyweight champion in New Japan. Yeah. So Marty Skrull also used to host Wrestle Talk TV on he Challenge. Did yeah. How weird is that? I know it's weird because I remember seeing him on that, and then like a year or two later, after he'd left doing that and that got cancelled or whatever, mm. after he left doing that, like a couple years later, he's in Bullet Club. He's just there <laughs> in New Japan, like with his Bullet Club umbrella, with like a full gimmick that was like a really cool gimmick. Oh yeah, he I had still the... don't like his name, but still, it's like cool. He um, had the like plague doctor's mask. Yeah, and it was all, and it was really like it's like old Victorian London. Yeah, it's it's sort of uh, in a way, it's sort of steampunk-ish steampunk yeah it's exactly that yeah, yeah it's perfect it's, the, the mask almost makes him look like the penguin to be honest oh it's brilliant though it's brilliant yeah because yeah, it just it looks like a lot of work went into it and yeah. I think yeah I think he'll go with the new Cody Bullet Club yeah Um, and then he'll take obviously but the thing the people is he'll make are... Bullet Club less um, comedic and yeah, more cause, serious yeah because there's people that are like um, the people you've got in there like Yujiro Takahashi he's like a he's the only Japanese member of Bullet Club yeah um because they're supposed to be gaijin, which they're is supposed to be westerners. Yeah, they're the gaijin, which is like foreigner. Yeah, they're supposed to be the foreigners, foreigners. Or, you know, outsiders. The outsiders. They're, yeah, they're meant to be the. They're the foreigners of that group. <laughs> so it's like, so he's uh, an exception, I guess. And then you've got smaller, lesser known people mm. who 
they don't get a lot of attention, but they're kind of like they're like Chase Owens. Yeah, he's a guy in Bullet Club, but he's very much just in like the he does the early tag team matches and a lot of New yeah. Japan stuff. Um, but yeah, there's there's just a lot of it leaves room for those guys to come up. Yeah, and be a younger group. So Hangman Page will probably be a bigger role, mm. and Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi can come up. Takahashi's yeah. not young though, to be fair, <laughs> but. It does mean they can separate because I think the elite is becoming bigger than Bullet Club. Yeah, I mean, I think what has happened with the Bullet Club from an outsider's perspective, mm. looking out at it, I see people like Kenny Omega and um, the uh, Young Bucks. Yeah, as being the standout people. They're the two. They're the three you know. They're the like ones, okay, I know them. They're the, the ones that every everyone knows. Like yeah. wrestling WWE fans. That's what I mean. Know. Like not you specifically, as in like yeah, like, they're d- the ones that WWE people just fans, right? People who are WWE fans, they know who Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are because they, they buy... probably don't know who Tanahashi is. Yeah, or you know no, Takahashi. Ta- no, yeah. but Tanahashi. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They don't know who Hiroshi they don't know Tanahashi any of is. these net New Japan people are. Mm. Um, but they know who Cody is. Because he was Cody Rhodes, you know. But exactly. But you know, Kenny Omega, that he's the only him and the Young Bucks are the only ones that anyone really knows outside of being a New Japan fan. Like in so, like in the crowd for NXT, for example. Yeah. You see Bullet Club T-shirts, Kenny Omega T-shirts, and Young Buck T-shirts. Yeah. You don't see a Hangman Page T-shirt, which are, that it does exist. Yeah. That is a thing. You don't see that. You very rarely see a My Girl T-shirt. Yeah. Sometimes there's a Cody one. Uh, yeah. To be honest, the Marty There's Skull the American one, Nightmare T-shirt. Yeah, the say. American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. It's a good well, Cody, not Cody Rhodes. Cody, the just American Cody, Nightmare. just um, Cody. But Marty Skull's Bullet Club T-shirt is actually it's probably the best looking of all of them. Yeah, but you don't like you said you don't see it. You it's those it's do. those main three. But yeah, it's Kenny and the Young Bucks, and so mm. um, or just generic Bullet Club T-shirt. So yeah, it, it's they're the ones who are most known. So I imagine if they broke up and became their own little group, just the elite were their own group then Cody can form the new Bullet Club in his own image. Him leading it, someone everyone knows across the wrestling spectrum, everyone knows who Cody is. Second generation. So then he can have his team and bring up them to his level. Yeah. And so then they're more well-known. And the elite don't need Bullet Club to still be relevant. Exactly. The elite can be the elite on its own and still be relevant and still be popular and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But the Bullet Club, other Bullet Club members, maybe are getting overshadowed by the elite. That's it. That's so I think it. that is probably why it's probably a good thing that they're separating off and being their own thing. There you go. I think I explained it well because you totally nailed it. Yeah. That is it. It's the elite are far too big for Bullet Club now. Yeah. And they're separating off. Bullet Club are going to become their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it. Because the thing is, the Bullet Club will obviously still repin all the merch. They'll yeah. get merch sales like crazy because people just love the image of Bullet Club. Yeah. And, it doesn't really matter and who's in it. And it's had so many variations of, of members and lineups over the years. Exactly. That it's its own thing. Oh, it, Bullet it... Club stands um, it, on its own. Yeah. Other people can join, other people can lead, other people can kind of come in and out and what have you, but the Bullet Club is still a constant. I'm also forgetting there's two, sorry, there's two other members that are very important. Um, Tama Tonga. Yeah. And someone you'll know as well. Yeah. Uh, Tonga Loa, who was Camacho. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. I read about that. Yeah, it's yeah. Camacho. So uh, they, they are the Gorillas of Destiny. That's their tag team right. name. Um, and yeah, they're a part of Bullet Club. They'll just become a very... They'll just become basically Cody's henchmen, I think. Mm, probably. They'll, yeah. be, they'll be his young bucks. Yeah. The Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah. Because they've been... They deserve a lot more than where they are. Mm. They deserve to be higher up than where they are currently. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's hopeful. Is it Tamatonga? Tamatonga. Tamatonga. And Tonga Lower. Sure. 
is that Tamatonga is a part of the Anoa'i family. He, I'm pretty I think sure he's, might be, he's yes. one of Roman's cousins. One of them is. I think one of them is one of the. I think <laughs> one of Roman's I think, cousins. I think one of them is a, a cousin. Let's go bowling. I think hey, one of Roman. The, <laughs> hey Roman, let's go bowling. Cousin, let's go bowling. <laughs> I think I think anyway. one of them is it's a Tangaloa or I think it's Tamatonga. Tamatonga, yeah. I one of them is one of the Anaway family. Um, I think. Yeah, because um, I think it might be uh, see, um, see, Seeky, something like that. Oh, Seeker. No, it's not Seeker. Seeker, no, it's Seeker. So one of them. It's one of the older. Is it one of the, of the survive one of one of Rikishi's brothers or something like that? Oh, is it know? one of the Wild Samoans? One of the Wild Samoans is a father is the father of him. Or of something. Tamatonga, that would yeah, I think that might. Have been but that. Like, Tamatonga is like same age as like the Usos, isn't he? He's young. He's, he's quite very young. young. He's like that. They're sort of even possibly younger than the Usos, to be honest. But he's. I don't think he's in his thirties yet. No. So well, yeah, still very are, young. So yeah, Tonga Lo is like twenty five. Anyway, right. so and yeah. also, and the thing is, they've also got um, uh, Bad Luck Farle, who is just a massive dude yeah huge um he yeah he's also just good like as a as yeah. henchman he's just as good as the powerhouse mm. so cody has a big team there already with even the if the young bucks and kenny do leave and they form their own group there is so many members left yeah so bullet club isn't dead mm. bullet club just doesn't have three more members <laughs> <laughs> okay um we have talked about everything we could possibly talk about with wrestling now i think Hell yeah. i'm sure there's plenty of stuff we could carry on talking <laughs> about this for hours oh but but quick mention roderick strong is the number one contender for the uk title oh yes. i mentioned is. last week the uk title um, was i wanted it to mean something yeah someone's now the number one contender oh roderick strong was also in the cruiserweight tournament oh is he announced for uh, that yeah but the 205 Live after SmackDown last night, I haven't actually watched 205 from last night, so I don't know whether he wins or loses, but he was on SmackDown last night. I th- on, on 205 last night, I think. Let's watch that. We'll point. watch that after we've recorded this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a couple of things. Roddy Strong, doing quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, the one last thing I wanted to talk about, we can yeah. just talk about this for a couple of minutes, only because there's not really much to talk about with it. <laughs> the XFL. We mentioned uh, it earlier on. I said it was one of the things we were going to talk about, XFL. It's the final thing we talked what about. What is yeah. your opinion on them bringing back XFL? Mine was laughter. I, What's yours? I thought it was funny, and I don't understand why he quite thinks it's going to work this time. But I am excited. Is I it, even said to you, I texted you We saying, should pick a team. Let's pick a team. Let's follow it. Let's pick two teams. Like you pick a team, I pick a team, and we... Let's we follow, follow it. Let's just let's just follow this now. I Why feel like because he's he's making it less. Do the same way I do with the MLS. I pick a team. <laughs> it's, it's good. Like it, it's, I have no connection to any of the football teams in the MLS, but I pick one. Pick my one. team. And you just you just Orlando track, City. Like, yeah, you just check out New York City for me. New York City FC. <laughs> you just trace the names. Yeah, it's Man just city it's Man it's Man City <laughs> in New York. Now, soon it'll be Miami United or whatever they're called. Oh, I, team. Anyway, this is not a football United. podcast, right? Yes. Um, um, XFL. It's not an XFL podcast either, but you know, but let's just am, mention this. I am excited because he's doing a thing. He's doing the thing where he's making it less. It's the XFL that came out of the Attitude Era. Yeah, was bad because yeah. he made it gimmicky. Yeah, it was Attitude. Really bad. Yeah, and like, it, it was like, PG fourteen. Yeah, and player, players had characters they had to play. You know, and they had to ham it up in front of cameras. In itself, it's supposed to be family friendly, yeah. but it wasn't family friendly. And then Vince made a ton of mistakes. You like, know, we've talked walking about around with you know when his shirt said he hate me on the back. Oh, know? he hate me. He hate you me. Know. 
Oh. And they and I, well, we watched that um, twenty for twenty, whatever it's called. Uh, oh, the XFL the, the documentary. XFL documentary came out recently, and they really ham it up. Like XFL was like he hate me and all that stuff. Lost like they were really popular and big. Ne- they weren't. I'd never heard of that until no, the documentary. No. I'd never heard. I do you know what? I didn't even know they had a game. I didn't even know they'd actually officially done a couple of games. Oh no, they did. They yeah, did. I never knew that before I saw they the documentary. Did matches, I, it came and went so quickly when I was younger. I I was not even aware of it at the time. All no. I know about it is in the hindsight of people talking about Vince's greatest failure a big was time. the XFL, and uh, people always bring that up. Like, aha! If you want to dig at Vince, just mention the XFL. Ha <laughs> ha! He failed, and he talks about how he's so successful at everything, but he failed at the XFL. Failed massively. And now he's brought it back and, and i feel like he's doing it because he's sick of people making fun of him over the xfl and he realizes he where the mistakes were yeah and it seems as though he is now going right what were all the problems and we will fix them yeah scratch them out it was yeah. basically just like right gimmicky players right we're not having he's that we're doing serious make it, make it family friendly as well yeah uh, they're not having franchises they're going to have all the teams are going to be owned by the XFL. Yeah. As opposed to in the NFL, they're owned independently. Mm. Um, the All the teams are going to be owned by the XFL. There's going to be like eight teams. There's not only that many they're, teams. He's keeping it to like eight or ten teams, I yeah. think. No, eight, you're right, eight teams. I think it's eight teams. And and so it's it's smaller. And it's simpler. It's simpler. And they're going to be uh, safer. They're going to try and make things safer than, than football is. But how you make there's, it safer, there's also I less, don't know. Well, there's um, less stoppages. I watched the Super Bowl on Sunday. <laughs> there was a guy who took a massive tackle. Oh, he had the yeah. ball thrown to him. He looked around, did not know what he wanted to do. And then he got destroyed and <laughs> then taken off with a concussion. And I was like... Yeah, how do you make that sport safer? Because even if he was wearing head-to-toe plastic, he would still have got that concussion. So how do you make it safer? I, think, I don't know. I think what they might do is, we'll with making it safer, I think they're going to have probably better medicals. It's going to be like tag rugby. Be, no, play tag rugby. No, but better, it'll tag be, football. It'll be better medicals <laughs> and probably more time between games. Right. So that, Because obviously there's only eight teams, he'll probably want to stretch it out for quite a while. So I imagine they'll probably have like two weeks per... like Probably like... A game every two weeks, yeah, or a game every week, like maybe like one in the midweek, and then like not like uh, English football where it's like one. There's like games at the weekend, then there's like a game on a Monday, yeah. then on a Wednesday. I think they're going to do less of that. They're just probably going to have like four teams play one week, and then four teams. Oh, sorry, does that make sense? There's going to be yeah, there'll be like two week stoppages. I guess that's maybe, probably a better yeah. way. It's an easy way of saying it. So they'll have a longer time between games yeah. to rest. So there might be like two matches yeah. each week. Four teams, two matches. So one player... So you have two matches each week, and so you play every other week. Yeah, so you have bi-weekly. Yeah. And it just means the players have more time to rest. Yeah. This is, this is Obviously, I'm completely making this up. I don't know if this they is the case. They could do something like this. but uh, This is how I could think they, they can make they, it safer. Yeah, so they need to make... They want to make it safer. They want to make it more family friendly. They want to make Vince is not going to be involved. Apparently, Vince he says is, he's not going to show up. Vince but he said that the first screen, time. But he did say that the first time, and then we saw him <laughs> out there on the field going, "Welcome to the XFL." Real quickly, uh, my favorite thing about Vince that is, is that he didn't tell them he was going to do it. No, he just and went then, out there and did it. They uh, went, "Where's Vince?" And they went, "He's on the pitch." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like we like they were in gorilla. And Vince wasn't there. They look up at the monitors and he's center pitch with a microphone screaming, this is the XFL. And it was like, it's dead in the water. Yeah. We've killed it. And you had like The Rock coming out for stuff. And oh, trying his best. JR on commentary, which is just like... Oh, that was it. Another point you were going to make is... Yeah, so there's no uh, no WWE people involved at all. 
That was um, it. There's going to be no ta- WD talent on screen. Uh, I did see Nia Jax tweeted saying something like, looks like I'm going to have to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a women's division. There you go. Wouldn't it be brilliant? Women's XFL. Yeah. Um, but no, so they, no WWE people are going to be involved, apparently. But Apparently. On screen, though, obviously, they're going to have hours, like a... Two hours, two years away. Uh, so, you know, two years away, anything can change in that is time. It, it's 2020 and, that he's doing it. Yeah, it? and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Jonathan Coachman ended up co- uh, commentating on it. Yeah, we were saying um, that. We were it's saying like... about how the fact that what could happen is that Coach is on Raw now, thankfully, to replace Booker T, which mm. is brilliant. Um, but he's there to, to sort of get back into it. Yeah, to, to they, get back into commentating and doing play-by-play so that in two years' time you can go over to the XFL. And he's had experience at ESPN. So he's done sports broadcasting. Yeah. That was his that was his bread and butter before he was at WWE. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, it's it's showing the audience again, like, oh, do you remember Coachman? Good, good reaction. All right, perfect. We'll keep yeah. him around. Then he'll disappear and go to the XFL in twenty twenty. Mm. He'd be amazing on commentary for the XFL. He'll know his stuff. It's not a case of a color commentator going over and being like, okay, how do the, what are the rules? How, how does this work? He'll know exactly how it works. They're yeah. obviously spending two years working this out instead of rushing it like they did the first time. Yeah. Um, no more generators. <laughs> no more. No, no more petrol try generators. And do it before Saturday Night Live. Oh God, yeah, because it was Lorne Michaels, wasn't it? That was part of the first one. Lorne Michaels. Well, Lorne Michaels. Um, wasn't it Lorne Michaels and Vince that were no, part of it? Was Dick Ebersole. Dick Ebersole. Dick Ebersole. But Dick Ebersole set up Saturday Night Live. It was one of the first executive producers of SNL because they're best buddies and so it was a thing where Dick Ebersole was the kind of link between what was happening in the XFL and the S- and SNL he needed to go out on on TV mm. uh, live and so they ended up delaying the start for SNL oh yeah because XFL had to go to overtime Ooh. and it take into account the fact that you know in football matches it doesn't just finish and we go off the air there's other stuff that happens um so well, they just didn't plan that properly so. i mean counteracting that problem he now has his own network well this is the question it was put to people saying would would it be on you know will they will they you know broadcast it on the w network and he seemed to suggest that he wouldn't that there would be zero link between the xfl and wwe like wwe is completely 100 percent separate from the xfl which if that is the case then you would assume then that it won't be on the network. But to be fair, though, it'd be brilliant if it was on the network. It's a perfect place for it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Because like, that actually, what you say makes a lot of sense because the announcement video of him announcing the XFL and it's Vince stood there doing that live stream yeah. in the studio was on the ESPN YouTube channel, not on the WWE YouTube channel, which yeah. has far more subscribers, but he's very clear about his it message was, of yeah. this is nothing to do it with the WWE. It was also on their Twitter account uh, and a Twitter account for the company that they set up to fund the XFL. It's the parent it's the official parent company of the XFL which isn't the WWE necessarily no, it's is not, it? It's not it's not WWE. No. It's a WWE. It's a it's a WWE funded company Vince that founded share- the XFL. Vince sold shares in WWE so that he could afford to pay for uh shares in this new company. Mm. Um so XFL 2020 uh the company what's the name of the company that's because I I vaguely remember this. It's basically yeah. This is Vince, complete like really detracting it from the WWE. Well, it's funny though because the video is quite clearly filmed at Stanford. Oh yeah, it's quite clearly filmed in the in the same studio they use for you know the the Raw pre show and all yeah. that stuff they used to do in that studio. There was like a 
uh, 3D CGI created studio. It was like a brand, it was like a fake room yeah. that was around there. It's clearly in there. It's that same place. You can tell it's the same place. Um, Did you see the funny thing though, where they, before the live stream, the live stream went air, went to air too early. Right. And it's the it's the XFL studio, all like CGI did and all done, all the desks there. But instead of Vince, it's a mannequin with a wig on. Because they no. obviously, because they're obviously trying to frame it properly. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah it's weird. You can there's screenshots of it on Twitter. But that's just, the that's the studio. Yeah, it's cool. I like this is why I'm kind of behind it because he seems to be learning from this, yeah. and I want to pick a team. I think why not? And these, if it is terrible, funny, like yeah. hell yeah, I'll follow that. If it's awful, it'd be even <laughs> better if it's awful. Yeah, it would be even better. Um, we'll do an XFL exclusive oh, that's podcast. It. Alpha Entertainment. So Alpha Entertainment is oh. the company that own XFL. Yeah, they operate uh, XFL. Operate don't they? XFL. They're the ones investing in XFL, and mm. it's Alpha Entertainment that Vince and others have put money into. Um, and it, they made it quite clear at the time that they are not any part of WWE. So it's interesting to see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll. I'm sure when there are more updates, we'll get onto that and uh, chat about that. I when that game previews or when that game, that first game starts, we'll, oh, we're do, absolutely we'll, watching we'll it. do an exclusive podcast about it as we'll well. Watch it, yeah. <laughs> Talk about the the big players. We'll corner the market. We'll explain the rules. <laughs> we'll corner the market. We'll pick. We'll be the first XFL vague, podcast. I'm only vaguely. I, I still watch. If I watch the Super Bowl, I vaguely know the rules. But there's still sometimes where they do stuff and I go. They put a flag up for yeah. that. I'm not sure what happened there. The one thing I know about NFL or like American football is I know when they score. Yeah. I know when they get a point and I'm like, okay, I know how they do that. Yeah. But then there's, yeah, there's like, then the ref, my favorite thing about the the, uh, the NFL is all the bizarre things that seem very like campy. Like the yeah. ref will throw a, a flag in the air, but it's like on a weight. So yeah. it like flutters through the air. So a, it's like flag on the play. There was a <laughs> guy like, in the Super Bowl who tried to jump over another guy. Oh, he got taken out in the air. But he got taken out in the air. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens tweeted saying apparently someone did a move that sort of looks like, but doesn't really look like a pop-up powerball. Oh, I saw that. Because uh, he, yeah, he tried to do a sort of... Um, he tried to leap. He kind of leapfrog the guy. But, but he the was guy like, was nope. like, uh, no, and then just pulled him down. <laughs> Um, but that was cool. Wrestling move. Also, um, just, yeah. it's just good that the Patriots didn't win something for once. Oh, I was very happy. I hate Tom Brady. Yeah, I hate Tom Brady. Anyway, and he's friends with Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a WWE Hall of Famer. Back to wrestling. Nice. Uh, thank well you for played. listening to our podcast because we're going to go off further talking about football now. True. Um, so <laughs> make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Yep. Uh, give us a you know rating, comment, whatever you like about this stuff. Yeah, subscribe us. Think we're too long or too short or whatever. I and don't know how anyone can think two hours forty is too short, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and we're available everywhere as well. Yeah. I, I use a, a different. I use a bunch of different apps for podcasts. Yeah, you can find them all over the place. Tune in and other stuff. Castbox. And, yeah, download them all. Subscribe. So yeah, subscribe leave comments that I can read and they'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe if there was actually some comments, we could. You know, read some out and go through them. Oh, God. Um, it's always funny, comment sections. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can send us some of those comments on Twitter at yeah. CSWPod. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll, you know, be putting stuff up there. We'll be tweeting. I'm always tweeting during oh, yeah. Raw and SmackDown and other stuff. So, yeah. So, uh, make sure you check us out in all those places. And, uh, yeah. It's been long. It's been a good one. <laughs> a lot to talk about. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.